Welcome back, everybody, to this week's edition of the About Treeview podcast. I am your ever endearing, ever popular, ever vocal, ever, ever, favorite ever podcast host, that guy named John. And I'm joined by two people on this episode. Uh, how about you introduce yourselves as opposed to me introducing you? And that way you can give yourself a bunch of superfluous titles like I, I, I do. I wish I had a title like so that. So first... Oh, this is Tim, People's Critic. I'm back for, I don't know, 10th, 10th time, maybe? This has to be. Yeah. yeah some, something I'm high back. up there. Trying to trying to lock in being a fan favorite. Done. It's tough. It's tough. I got some competition, so it's tough. Yeah, well, if you look at our scoreboard of fan favorites right now in the studio. <laughs> it's mm, tight. It's, yeah. Yeah. it's a close, close race. race. It's close. Outside is Tim Hall, of course, the People's Critic, and sitting to his left. This guy named Steve. Start your clock, John. We're going to see how long it takes for me to get to something embarrassing. The over-under right now is about five and a half minutes. <laughs> yep, that sounds about right. <laughs> I mean, just listen to some past episodes, sir. Some good examples. You mean examples. The, the hip-hop rappers? I've already... <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah, and Star Trek versus Star Wars. Yeah, uh, yeah. so uh, you yeah. know, everybody plays your bets. And actually, John, I have a gift for you. Oh, yeah. In honor of our 55th episode anniversary. Mm. Uh-huh. Oh. Ooh, okay. Every podcast needs one of these. Now I'm not. I'm not saying that you have to be the morning zoo. Mm Mm-hmm. But I'm just gonna put this here, and I think you'll know when the right time to hit it is. You you can acknowledge. You can be the uh, first. So so this this gift that I have uh, is this. There you go. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I suggest we do it every time you use a contraction, which is almost never. I was gonna say (laughs) good luck. (laughs) Or. uh, you know, I think you'll know when the time is right. All right. I like it. That's Maybe when you say, uh, I get it. Yeah, that's mm. a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. I understand. Huh? <laughs> yeah. 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 Tricky. Yeah. Uh, okay. So on this episode, uh, for, thank you for the gift, first of all. On this episode, we're going to be tackling a couple new movies that are in, or one of them is in theaters now. One of them comes out next, next week. week. Yeah. Um, so by the time you're listening to this, it will come out that weekend. Uh, talk about a new TV show that I had the great idea to talk about because it is amazing. Quick question. Have I watched that TV show that I said was going to be amazing? No. 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 no not at all. <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> you have not watched it. Yeah. So we will get to that. Maybe I've created a monster here, Tim. I don't know. Yeah. This might be a little too much. <laughs> this is going to get interesting. Yeah. Uh, sorry in advance to Brandon of Vexing Media, who is uh, going to be editing this. So good luck with that. Uh, so right off the bat. Uh, the movie we're going to be talking about, which is in theaters right now, is King Arthur. And have I seen it? No. <sighs> Penalty box. <laughs> uh, so, King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. Right. So, real quick, before we get into that movie, uh, how about we go around the table? Uh, what are some of your... Around the table. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what are some of your Arthur kind of memories what was the first movie you saw what was your favorite kind of editor iteration or version of the king arthur tale steve how about you go ahead monty python and the holy grail is probably the yeah. uh, main king arthur thing that i've seen mm-hmm. uh not a huge monty python fan but that's probably the best of the monty pythons i think i was soured on it in junior high when everyone was quoting everything all right. the time <laughs> but uh obviously a legitimately funny movie Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the one that sticks out the most as far as King Arthur stories. I probably saw the Disney version mm-hmm. Sword as a kid. of the Stone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I remember reading some of the tales of King Arthur's 
journeys and his round table uh, in college. Some mm-hmm. of the original stories, you know, right. the Green Dragon and uh, Galahad and so forth. And those are mm, the Green Dragon. Okay. No? I was waiting, for, I was waiting for Lancelot you to be that. Or, well, Lancelot, well, Lancelot is, he's part of it. Yeah, I was thinking of, I thought you were thinking <clears throat> of St. George and the Dragon, but. Oh, no, no. Okay. No, it's different. Uh, totally you're, different. you're really looking for that really uh, mess up. <laughs> <laughs> now, now it's on the radar. Well, it is okay. four minutes in. <laughs> okay. So. I think I'm going to make it. All right. All right. All right good. Uh, so those are the main ones. Yeah. I remember reading those stories in college and really being blown away by how brutal they are. I mm-hmm. mean, oh, yeah. The guy's riding the horse through the portcullis. The portcullis drops and it cuts off the back legs of the horse. And it kind of reminds me of Grimm's fairy tales that we remember as, yep. oh, you know, there's a Disney and a Cinderella. Mm-hmm. But you read the originals and it's <laughs> like, wow, these are intense. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, with me, probably the most memorable is probably Monty Python. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I'm a sucker for time travel films. So there's been a in shows. So there's a bunch of like, we went and we visited King Arthur. And there's a lot of that. And that's probably it. I never was too into it. I was never. waiting for you to say when you talked about time travel, Arthur. Do you remember, oh man, 1990, Whoopi Goldberg, A Night in Camelot? No, I remember yeah. Black Knight with Martin Lawrence. With Martin Lawrence. Uh, yeah, A Knight in Camelot. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg, she was a scientist. Right. Totally believable. Uh, she was a scientist. Something happens with her laptop, which of course was like, like a big five inches yeah. thick laptop, uh, and teleports her to the past. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's probably my mo- the most King Arthur exposure I've ever had is, is time travel. Because it's, it's always like, when we go back to the times, where do you want to go back to? Oh, mm-hmm. King Arthur, because it's fun. You've got these bigger-than-life characters, and you've got Excalibur, and you've got a reason for people to fight. So that's about it. But I've never really been into it too much. It never really piqued my interest. Yeah, With me, I mean, I definitely remember Sword in the Stone. That was one of my favorite yeah. Disney movies as a kid. Uh, so I, I always remember liking the King Arthur story. And then, just like you, Steve, when I, as I was getting older... And reading more about it, seeing more of the adaptations, because this is one of those characters I could not even, if I were to guess, I would say at least a hundred films have been done about King Arthur. Mm-hmm. Probably. Just, every few years, it seems like there's something new coming out, a new TV show, which the BBC <laughs> loves to do. That was one of my guilty pleasures. Uh, there's a show called Merlin. Yeah, I remember Merlin. I never watched it. Oh, it was real bad. Yeah real real bad is it like a xena level type of show? no it was above that because it was bbc so like it was high quality it just was like ultimate cheese oh yeah factor that like uh bad. did you ever see primeval nope okay no. uh torchwood uh didn't see it but i'm aware of it yeah. so like bbc they love doing these monster shows and the budget is is better than it is here for the most part, but they just do so many of them that yeah. it just becomes... Tin Man. They did one based on Wizard of Oz, I believe. That was an NBC production, I oh, think. Okay. Um, or Sci-Fi Channel. But yeah. So King Arthur, I loved it. Um, I've always liked it. There was the one with uh, Sean Connery, First mm-hmm. Night. Yeah, I remember First Night. Uh, yeah. So I, I'm a sucker for anything King Arthur. So when I really? saw this movie, I just it is one aspect You did of, not strike me as like a King Arthur person. I'm a comic book guy, so like so I think many you like the idea of the chosen ones pulls the sword. Yeah, like it just I like the elements in it, uh, but again, it just gets inundated with all of these different things. But when I saw these trailers coming out, and I was like, King Arthur done in for it, Guy Ritchie totally in for it. So I, I was super excited to see this movie. But yeah, Monty Python I think for most of us is probably going to be like the the go-to and it should be because that movie is amazing yeah we started with the spoof you know Mm -hmm. what i mean we yeah a lot of us didn't start with the actual 
story of it, but yeah, the takeoff of that. Well, and yeah. the actual story, I mean, the French added a whole bunch, uh, like a hundred years after the original tales. Uh -huh. Lancelot mm -hmm. was not in the original. The Holy Grail was not in the original. A bunch of these things were added over time, and there are people that do not even know if he actually existed in real life. So, yeah. who knows? Mm -hmm. uh, with this movie, this right. also leaves out a, a couple characters. Oh, you don't say. Um, you don't say. And full disclosure, uh, Steve was not able to go to the advanced screening uh, that Tim and I were, and Steve cried himself to sleep that night yeah. because he missed out on what critics are calling a movie. So <laughs> Wait, can I ask you a question, though? Yeah. Because Guy Ritchie is famous for having these mobster movies where you have a right. bunch of ne'er-do-wells that get together, and sometimes they do right and sometimes they don't, but they have an adventure and we follow along. So mm -hmm. Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, yep. right. Snatch, which I Love remember it. loving Snatch, and a couple more. Rock and Roll. Rock and Roll. I didn't see it. But was one of my Rock and Roll, I really enjoyed that. I liked it, but it was not as good as some of the other ones but it, well, was, it was still solid that's my time mm -hmm. today thanks for having me <laughs> I, uh, shut down appreciate it. <laughs> appreciate it it's good to be here today but uh, it occurs to me that these groups of guys around a round table is maybe similar to the group of gangsters that they get i'm asking is is it in his wheelhouse no. as far as that goes no <laughs> we're completely um, so this is like post madonna post sherlock holmes he's has he sold out no, no. I, I would not say that. The thing with this movie, one of the things that I liked, and I joked that, you know, critics were calling it a movie. The weird thing with the way this was marketed, and Tim and I kind of joked about this, when you see these big posters of a brand new movie, and all of the quotes are from, like, random Twitter user Bobby Daly, blah, blah, and it was yeah. like, what? And it's so, just so out of context. It's, like, completely. unbelievable. Like, what was unbelievable about it? Right. It was, like, <laughs> was it unbelievably stupid? Like... Yeah. They took a tweet and took yeah. some words out of it and cre gave credit to the person, but it was just like, the, 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 It's funny. The biggest quote is like some random Twitter user, and it's like, four crowns. I'm like, who is this guy? And four crowns out of out of what? <laughs> what are you, four out of ten? Like, what are we talking about? I just think that uh, is so weird. That guy's thrilled, though. Oh, I mean, wouldn't yeah. you love to be on a billboard about even, to review a podcast? Does that person even know? No, probably not. Like, do they have to, like, that is the thing is with <laughs> these days, do they need to let that random Twitter person know? You just know. You just like, search their tweets that are public, and you just say, oh, this is nice. It's like if you if you search your Twitter name, you can oftentimes find gifts and jokes and stuff in news articles that people have just embedded in their articles. Wait, mm. seriously? Uh, Yeah. I'm waiting for, do you have some? Yeah. What? Yeah, I'll show you afterwards. It's pretty funny. Oh, that is it, was, it was something happened at Wall Street, and I said, this is the first time Wall Street had an issue, and it was like a gif of Bane in Wall Street from The Dark Knight Rises. Right. Mm -hmm. And some for you, some financial people. publication used it. It was pretty funny. Wow. But, and again, you know, if you're, if you're out there listening, listening world, just check your Twitter. Check your app. You can go on, it can say, it'll say like news or whatever. Mentions. And you can, you can see if someone used it. Get your Google alerts huh. yeah. going. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's not hard and it's great marketing, right? If you, if you put out a subpar product and <laughs> you're trying to get people to see it and mm -hmm. the critics are kind of iffy on it, and, yep. but the public who sees, you know, 10 movies a year seem to be excited about Charlie Hunnam <laughs> with his shirt off. You a can lot. just, you can just search and say, and pull out keywords you like and put it mm -hmm. on a billboard or the funny thing about the commercials is they, they happen so fast. It's just like Seriously. rapid fire. I'm yeah. like, who's saying this? There's well, all then, these buzzwords. <laughs> yeah, buzzwords, random Twitter handles with no context. Yeah, versus, you know, the the ads for The Handmaid's Tale, which we'll talk about later. It's mm -hmm. like, USA Today says right. blank. And you, so you're like, okay, I trust USA Today. <laughs> Not like... Ricky Bobby, John, yeah. 599. <laughs> Daryl Sixpack says... <laughs> 
time of my life. Great six pack. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. yeah. So other than the marketing, Tim, how about you kind of set the stage for this Arthur movie? I got to set up this movie? (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. It's impossible to set up. Now, keep in mind, Steve has not seen this. You need to paint the picture of this movie. Steve, close your eyes. Imagine. They're closed. Imagine a world where... Where King Arthur is real. Okay. In this world, uh, a young baby King Arthur, <laughs> <laughs> hashtag baby King Arthur, <laughs> baby King Arthur is uh, is part of this lineage, and there's like people they call mages, 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 mages. 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 It okay. doesn't matter because they're they're unimportant <laughs> to the story. <laughs> they're there. Thank God like, you mentioned. The, yeah, there's some war. That, it, you, okay, I have to mention it because it's so stupid. But this war takes place, and these mages are like using their magic to get into animals, these gigantic Lord of the Rings-looking elephants. Elephants type thing. There's a yeah. big war taking place. Uh, Daddy Arthur shows up. <laughs> Hashtag Daddy Arthur. <laughs> he's got Excalibur. He uh, he takes him out. Wait, he's got Excalibur already? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Dad does. Takes him out. Uh, evil Uncle. Close your eyes, Steve. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. The Evil Uncle played by Jude Law, who got some weird name. Mm-hmm. Uh, he shows up. He starts portraying everybody. <laughs> Murders someone, throws them in the lake. You don't know why, but you find out later. Um, and then kills daddy, little baby King Arthur, close off down a river like Moses, mm-hmm. is raised in a brothel. Years later, the water recedes randomly. Mm-hmm. Excalibur is exposed. Again, we still don't know what happened. Nope. But Excalibur is exposed, and uh, Jude Law's like, why is this happening? They're like, oh, it's the prophecy. There's the, the true ancient one is still out there. The, the true king, got to find mm-hmm. the true king. He goes off on a very biblical quest to kill anyone. So he's trying to find people the same age to come. And okay, again, none of this is explained. Nope. <laughs> to come pull the sword out of the stone. They don't explain anything. So Can you get to the part with the little finger? Yeah, That's all, right. all I care about, really. Yeah, little finger's in there. <laughs> okay, good, good. Yep. And uh, so it's all these men just show up by the boatload, and they try to pull out the sword. Um, then after an incident at, at the brothel, he gets arrested? <laughs> yep. He ends up, ends up on the boat. He kind of randomly is like, ugh, I don't want to be here. Touches the sword, <laughs> has like a moment of like a like mm-hmm. dang near passes out. Pulls the sword mm-hmm. out. Everyone goes crazy. He passes out. But instead of killing him uh, like a real villain would do, he's put in jail and told mm-hmm. he has, and he's got to kill him in front of everyone else. Like an old school James Bond villain. Like, yeah. I'm going to tell you. He, yeah, he does his monologue. I'm going to do. There's like two monologues. Mm-hmm. Tim, my, I'm going to open my eyes now because I'm lost. Okay. I'm lost. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, you should be lost. And so then he goes, you know, Jude Law goes to kill Charlie Hunnam in front of everyone by decapitating him. The maid shows up as a hawk or something. Yeah. They break him out, and then that's when they tell him the whole story, that he's... And that is when we find out. we find out. <laughs> everything has happened, right? He's a descendant. He's he's the true king, and he means something to the people, and they've got to somehow go kill his uncle. He's still resistant. He's been resisting the sword. He can't really wield it. It's got some magical power to it. And he's got his whole little ragtag gang of people who mm-hmm. are with him, and they all decide to go fight uh, the, the Vortigan. King. Yeah. yeah, Mortigan together. Vortigan. Vortigan together. Yeah. That's so kind of that... loosely the story. <laughs> and we're and about then... 10 minutes in at this point? Or... Oh, no. This, this is like 45. 45. Yeah. Okay. This they movie... really just give you a bunch of stuff without explaining to you yeah. how it fits into the story. And this this movie is over two hours. And it's a lot of dumb stuff that happens. A lot of like he like, like when he's trying to like learn how to use a sword, he goes on this quest, right? And it goes this thing that looks kind of like Stonehenge. Mm-hmm. He stands in the middle, but he's is he transported? I don't, I don't know. But he ends up on this quest <laughs> where he's fighting these gigantic animals, and 
but it's all done in a montage okay which mm -hmm. should be like a very interesting middle portion of a film is like yeah. all right this, this i know this looks cool but we're just going to show you in five in a, minutes in a montage not even five minutes yeah true. it's just like oh a giant snake oh a giant hawk oh giant rats. spiders giant yeah. rats he's got to fight him and he fights him to get to to touch the sword on top of the castle of the the tower and then what and what was the tower for it's like a Lord of the Rings tower, they don't really explain. It's got a yeah. flame in it. There's the mage that shows up who kind of just rolls her eyes the whole film, and it's kind of pointless. <laughs> yeah, she... Th then okay. there's a squid lady, like Ursula shows up, and she's... Technically, I think that is a squid man, and then he has two squid ladies? I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but they don't explain how the squid person has powers. They don't nope. explain Jude Law turning into Ghost Rider at some point. Did you guys see this movie? You don't know. You don't seem to know much about it. They don't tell you. Like oh, oh, okay. these things are happening. You're just like, okay, I guess. I, I guess I'm gonna assume mm -hmm. because I've watched 200 movies a year that this is what's happening. But I don't know. It's right. not. It's never really explicitly said. But not in the cool way where like a thriller doesn't explicitly say something and you mm -hmm. feel like, no oh, tension. I get it. Okay. It's just like we're not gonna tell you and we don't care to tell you. But yeah. it does have like a, a few of those Guy Ritchie moments. Like mm -hmm. absolutely when they're when when um, Arthur's sort of re-explaining the story about how he got into it with some Vikings. Oh, mm -hmm. because they beat up one of the girls in the brothel. It's really funny because he's like, oh, wait, what happened before that? And people, they and run it, backwards. And it kind of backs up. Yeah, it's yeah. funny. And I was like, oh, I wanted more of that. But instead, it's just like, it's supposed to be like a cool action film. But when he grabs his sword, it's like this sword effect that happens. Mm -hmm. That's kind of stupid. Oh, I think I saw it in the trailer. It's sort of a flash of light. Yeah, sort oh, of a no, Zelda It's worse thing. than that. No, okay. it, it goes a bit crazy. So here... You know, you know, like Lord of the Rings when 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 Frodo would put on the ring and yeah. he'd be like weird and he'd walk around. It's kind of like that, but he's got a sword and he's like destroying people. Hmm. Think of, and again, so so we will, as far as plot stuff, we will kind of you know let that slide and then just so we're not going into like spoilers. But as far as the effect that you were just mentioning, and Steve, I know you played this. Think of Prince of Persia, mm -hmm. that type of thing. When you go back in time, when well, you that, like the time. combat system. So like Prince of Persia, uh, Warrior Within, mm -hmm. and things like that, where really the combat system really started to ramp up. Mm -hmm. That starts happening, but in just weird ways. And this is how, within the first 15 minutes of this movie, right. which are really oddly paced, like it just, it is just weird. It kind of gets you right into it, which is cool. But here's the other thing. If you are watching a movie and you see some relatively big name stars in the first 15 minutes, that have not been on any trailer, have mm -hmm. not been on any press coverage, do not get attached to them. Yeah. So this... Is Sean Bean in this movie? He should have No, been. he should... Oh, he absolutely <laughs> should have I don't have know been. why he's not. <laughs> well, he should have been also because every other person who was taking a break from Game of Thrones is yes. also in this. Yeah. Um, but no, so in the first couple minutes, uh, and I was trying to... Well, the guy who plays Uther, right? Daddy, Daddy Arthur, mm -hmm. uh, is Eric Bana. Oh, yeah. A well-known actor so he pops up and you're like cool wait a minute and then it just then he is gone yeah. relatively quickly so it is like that just seems weird mm -hmm. like you put these relatively big name stars big enough where you can put their name in, in title credits people are like oh okay you know you know when i knew the movie was bad <clears throat> it was early on when we kept seeing the same flashback mm -hmm. of his mother's murder i was like we keep coming back to this this yeah. tells me you don't have much of a film because you keep coming back to the same flashback the same and using nightmare. an extra like sixty yeah, seconds. Yeah, yeah, an extra like here's an extra ten seconds. Oh, you're teasing it out, it and yet it's over two hours long. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, it, I it's think, really overstuffed. I think one of the reasons that it's over two hours is the amount of slow mo screams Tons of that, that characters have, <laughs> like just screaming to the wind, silently. Some of them, 
but in <laughs> slow mo. Why, why like, is he shadow boxing with his shirt off? Just in the morning. No, because that morning. has to be in every Guy I've Ritchie never movie. done that in my lifetime. <laughs> I've never woken up stretched mm-hmm. with no shirt on and like shadow boxing <laughs> screamed. It's like and got and like worked up a lather and then left the house. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like you would be one thing if, so he, dumb. if he like did, woke up, did some push-ups. Yeah, sure, all right, cool, absolutely. Ran cool around the block a couple times. <laughs> nope, just shadow boxing for for no reason. And yelling again. This is morning time in a brothel. Then they make it a point to show to show him saving money, but they never explain why. Nope. There, there was they like clearly keep showing him stash money in this whole montage of him growing up. They never yep. explain why and he there was not, money. So he grows up in a brothel, and there was not that moment of like, you know, women, you raised me, right. you found me in the water. I'm saving up all this so we can get out of this situation. Nope. No, he was just a hoarder. Just hoarding money. Like, he is just a dragon at this point. Just hoarding coppers and all of yeah. these things. Totally weird. And uh, he's got the usual, like, I'm resistant of my heritage and yeah. my, my right Destiny. is king. And oh, I don't want to do it. And I just want to go away quietly. And it's like, oh, you have to. But you're, you're the true king. The people need you. It's so dumb. And then, like, the, <laughs> the mage turns like a giant snake or uses a giant. Like, where does the giant snake come from? This thing yeah. is gigantic. Yeah. He, here's For how, what? Here's how I described the movie to Steve when he was like, I'm going to try and see it. I'll, and he was like, what do you think? Here's my one line. They should put this on a damn poster. As a King Arthur movie, this movie is pretty decent. Has the named characters, has some of the plot. That being said, as a Dungeons and Dragons movie... This movie is fantastic. Like, that's what it is. So Seriously. I'm going to need a little more explanation, though, because for a oh, minute man. it sounded like you you guys are panning it, but now you did two statements Again, where you kind of liked it. As a Dungeons & Dragons movie, if they had named these characters differently and it not been a King Arthur movie. And that had Excalibur? Yeah, name it something else. If this had been a Dungeons & Dragons movie. Just, okay, so again, video game reference because Steve is here. Uh, Super Mario Brothers 2. Mm-hmm. How that was technically not a Super Mario Brothers game. They just put the different uh, yeah. layers Skin over the characters. It, right. yeah. If they had done that with this and just laid some D&D characters on there, right. this would be the best Dungeons & Dragons movie ever made. I'm with you now. As a King Arthur movie, though, I was like, what is happening? Because it would be one thing if you established in regular King Arthur stories that all of this was going on. But when they make mention of Merlin, mention You'd never really see him, and I was we were waiting for like a reveal, yeah. like towards the end of the movie to like Arthur, show up, like Gandalf yeah. at the end, like that, ride like, over the hill, Luke Skywalker moment, yeah. flip the hood back, and it is Sean Bean. We see Merlin like from behind with like a mm-hmm. hood. It could be, it could have been me. It could have been anybody. Yeah. Who knows who it was? So, and that was not a famous actor that played Merlin. It no, was, nobody knows. It could have okay. been CGI. I don't know. Yeah. Was, it could that, be was that Law. Littlefinger? I want to hear about Littlefinger. <laughs> He no, seriously. Penalty box. <laughs> he had a small role. No, no, I really want to know. So, okay, so he, who, who Aiden, did he play? Uh, what was the actual? He had a cool nickname. Bill. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. He had a cool nickname. <laughs> what was his name? It was a. Uh, oh man, what was it? Something Bill. Something ba- back fat Bill. Something funny. Pig, yeah. pig fat Bill. <laughs> like, yeah. It was. Just, and he was apparently was like really good at escaping prisons and. Right. The. The king was had been looking for him and he kind of got away and. Santa, come with me. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you were in but, the he, he, box. but he doesn't really do anything in the end of the yeah. movie. He's kind of disappears. So does Diamond Hansu's character. He kinda... ja- yeah, Diamond Hansu. Like, here's one of the things again that I did like about it. Okay, they took the BBC approach to this. In that sense, I mean, for whatever reason, when Americans do some sort of historical show, no matter what the time period is, you barely see people of color. In the BBC, 
They always do it. In Merlin, that TV show we were talking yeah. about, Guinevere is black. And nobody says anything. And it's just like, cool, whatever. This is fantasy. This is maybe real legend. Who cares? Just go with it. Right. So this had a pretty diverse cast. Mm. Okay, I say pretty diverse. It has Jaman Hansu. Uh, and the mage Not a lot of women of color in that movie. Actually, no women of color. Now that I think about it. Uh, well, it, there was like one. Jessica was telling me this. Yeah, there's like one, one girl at the whorehouse. Yeah, that's it. So, but at least they they did more than other. Fe- Again, first night we mentioned earlier, Sean Connery. Right. Good luck finding a person of color in this ancient land. So the casting, Aiden Gillian, like the casting was good. The casting like, was fine. Everybody was good in it. As a cohesive team, it did not have that Guy Ritchie feel. Yeah, we felt like they hung out all right. day on set and had fun and enjoyed each other's company. This feels like... This doesn't feel like a bunch of people working at a job. Right. But not really getting to know each other. I did like the Guy Ritchieisms. There are about three or four of them that were well done. What's a Guy Ritchieism that Guy Ritchieism, where so they're explaining how they got away. Yeah. And then one of the characters in the scene is like, wait, that wasn't how it happened. Oh. And they would pan to the scene of the getaway. Yeah. And they would be talking about it as they're kind of watching it unfold. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Like, okay. I just, I like that. They needed way more of that. W- like, way more of that, less of everything else. Huh. Yeah, it, it feels like a film, you know, because it costs $175 million, that there's mm-hmm. some studio heads peeking in being like, you know what? If we're going to sell this overseas, we need more sword action. Or we need this fun, cool escape. Or we need a gigantic snake. We need this moment where this this thing happens. The crowd pleasers, right? Instead of like letting Guy Ritchie sort of do his thing, like yeah. do what he did with with Sherlock, just mm-hmm. do it with King Arthur. That would have been fine. Yeah, pare down a little bit. Maybe not such a huge cast, four or five people, a couple of bad guys, and you know, and nameless, faceless knights who just are there to get slaughtered. I'm cool with that. And they did do, uh, and I was trying to pull up his name because actually I really do like. The Drake him. looking dude that was in there? Uh, Tom Wu. The, the what? <laughs> Drake? <laughs> no. Drake was hanging out with him. Ugh, terrible. Uh, so Tom Wu uh, is in this. He is a great actor. He was in Marco Polo, the Netflix series. As, Racist. As, I'm going to say that right As 100 now. Eyes. He is great. But in Racist. this, they were just like, hey, look, a Kung Fu guy. No, his name was Kung Fu George. And it was just, that in was the his character's name. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. That is just awkward. And again... I like when <laughs> it was bad when man. BBC type things are willing to kind of go out there and do different things to show people of color. Then to name him Kung Fu George. They could have called him anything else. George, I, perhaps. I mean, if it had been a stereotypical Chinese name, would you have the same You could have just called him George. And oddly enough, I'm George. looking on Tom Wu's IMDb. Uh, let me see. Okay, there he is. Yeah, as, as George. So, but again, like, if they at least had made a reference to it, if like, you know, his name is actually blah, blah, blah. And they're like, whatever, we call him George. At least kind of like play mm. with that. I mean, like nah. Guy Ritchie has the ability to play with those things. Like right. Brad Pitt is, as you know, the gypsy guy. Mm-hmm. You know, they make mention of it. Like, wait, can you understand what the hell he is saying? But this is just, yeah. Well, e- even like. At a martial a, arts school in, in the um, middle of ancient England. <laughs> even the way they handle in, in rock and roll, the way they handle Tom Hardy's character being gay. Mm. Yeah. Right. Like something like that, where it's like, here's a gay character, and instead of just throwing out and and and, and calling him, even though there's, there's derogatory terms they call him throughout the film, right. as friends, the way they handle him is is with love and with care, mm-hmm. and they could have did something like that, but instead, no, Kung Fu George, yeah, who does nothing in the film actually, 
No. And it, like, I like him, and he is a legitimate martial artist. Did you care about that little kid and his dad? Uh, what was that? Blue. Blue. Um, did I care about that? The dad died for like 30 minutes. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was like was... dying for 30 minutes. Yeah. That... So it was, you know that scene in the film where someone, like, there's a big scrum, and someone's like, it's okay, go on without me. And then yeah. they reveal they've been wounded. Yeah. yeah. That went on for quite some time. And, it would, yeah, it would be one thing in most movies, and they're like, going, I'm fine, I'll catch up. And they're like, a ghastly wound. Yeah. And then you never see them. Or you see, like, them at the end. Yeah. yeah. He does that three different times. <laughs> three different times. <laughs> He's like, no, go ahead. <laughs> still bleeding out. You're still bleeding out, man. Come on. So that, that was pretty weak. Uh, what other notes do I have? Oh, one of my problems was Jude Law. Speaking of casting. So, Creed, one of the best movies of last year. Yes. One of my problems with that was that <sighs> Michael B. Jordan got in shape. Like, right. he looked great. The guy that he was fighting, like, the climactic ending, who was a real boxer, like, a legitimate heavyweight, or, uh, well, junior heavyweight, whatever, right. champion, was fluffy as hell. Like, did not hit the gym for, like, six months. And I was like, whoa, whoa, this is Lot, the climax? Lots of time in craft services for that guy. Right. With this, Jude Law... I mean, love him or hate him, I'm I'm kind of nonplussed about him. He took the punk way out of this. You barely see him fight. You mm-hmm. barely see him do anything physical. And it was like, you are supposed to represent this, you know, the enemy that is supposed to fight him in this thing. But when you do fight him, it is not really you. Like, I don't even think he picks up a sword. He did. He had a signature, I'm going to hug you, then stab you move. He kept doing it. Oh, okay, yeah. But I'm like, so sorry. That was stab. it. And so it was like... <laughs> Really, like, you have Charlie Hunnam, who, again, he stays in shape. Charlie Hunnam has looked great for a few years. But fighting Jude Law, who just is a regular skinny dude who does not do anything. That's why he turns into Ghost Rider. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. That's why they do it. Uh, so, that, what, what, Quick question before we finish. Where mm-hmm. did the $175 million go for this film? The graphics. There, there were, like, this, the CGI was really heavy. I liked all of the real world stuff that they filmed. Wherever they filmed it, I mean, most likely, you know, east coast of England or something. Mm-hmm. That stuff looked great. But it had to be the graphics that were completely unnecessary. That giant bat that we saw, one of those probably cost $5 million. Then you see 15 of them for like two minutes. For no reason. For no reason. No reason. Just gigantic bats. I forgot about the, the gigantic bat. Oh, yeah. That yeah. like picks them up. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So, all right. On to the rating system of this podcast if this is your first time listening there are only three choices when rating anything tv show movie video game uh the three choices are good bad and ugly Uh, i'm gonna get sued i'm gonna get a letter i know all right Uh, so (laughs) cease and desist letter yeah a good movie or good show you enjoyed uh you really enjoyed it you would recommend it to a friend and be like hey check this out i really liked it bad not going to be something you recommend, maybe on VOD and ugly. Do not even watch it for free. It was terrible. Tim, with the rating system of good, bad, and ugly, King Arthur, Legend of the Sword, that is in theaters now. Actually, before you do that, we briefly talked about the budget just now. Mm-hmm. Movie cost $175 million to make. As of recording on Sunday afternoon, right. globally, uh, it has made $43.8 million. <laughs> <laughs> So super ugly, real, real bad. And Tim and I, before we were recording, I, I still think this might make its money. No, but it is going to be rough. But my reasoning was like, 
as we get closer in the summer, there's yeah. less seats. There's less seats in the theaters for this film. Mm-hmm. So I think it just becomes a numbers game, right? The closer we get, you know, next couple of weeks with other big movies opening, it just there's not gonna have room to make yeah. money. So I doubt know, it makes that one seventy five. If the if a smaller theater has ten screens, which right. is crazy to think that is a small theater these days. It is a small theater. Yeah. Um, and Wonder Woman comes out, and that is gonna be on four of them. Yeah, that's in like two weeks. Yeah, it is. So it is gonna get. It is and gonna then get close. Alien, and then Spider Man in July. Yeah. So good luck. So yeah, good luck to this movie. But your official rating: King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. Good, bad, or ugly? Go. It's a bad for me. Mm-hmm. It's it's something that I think people might see in theaters. But it's, it is one of those films that I, I expect to see on TBS and TNT, oh, like yeah. on a Saturday afternoon mm-hmm. at the gym. We're like, oh yeah, I missed <laughs> this movie. And you just sort of you can pop in and out and, and watch some weird fight scenes. It'll have a long life there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it plays on cable, but it definitely plays on network television or cable television, not yep. necessarily cable like TV shit. This is rated R, right? No, PG thirteen. PG thirteen. <laughs> okay. PG thirteen. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, I wonder if it's the first <clears throat> Guy Ritchie movie. Well, not counting Sherlock Holmes. To uh, the PG thirteen. Probably well, his, his Madonna one. I think was. I'm sure it was PG thirteen. Was hot garbage. So. Um, was that yeah. the name of the movie? Hot Garbage? Hot Garbage? You would think so. <laughs> you would think so. <laughs> Fascinating it w- title. It was, hey, we got married, and your really famous director put me in a movie. Listen, if I so. married a famous director, I'd do the same. Did he do the 007 movie? No. He has not that she one. was in? Okay. No. Mm-hmm. That was Die Another Day. <clears throat> um, oh, I forgot about but, that. Yeah. So, my rating for this. Uh, if I could split this. Oh, no. Because you I get all the I know. You all can't the time. add. You, 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 give us, order in the court. <laughs> you give us crap for saying good with a yeah, extra or bad with a joiner. Wow. And their microphones are now off. Welcome to the About to Read podcast. <laughs> Let me just start up. All right. So my official rating for King Arthur Legend of the Sword is a bad. Like, yeah. it just, it, it is a bad. It is not an ugly because, again, some of the some of the places they go were great the actors themselves were good it mm-hmm. just the chemistry was just not there yeah um but again if i had the power to lay different skins on these characters and make them a rogue and make them a mage and make them a this and that do like a Baldur's gate type of thing and make it a dungeons and dragons movie mm-hmm. it would be a a very good but it just as a King Arthur movie, as this, it was just it was flat out bad. It's it's rare that you see a movie like this that's really overstuffed with plot and mm-hmm. a lot of that plot is underdeveloped. Yeah. It's really weird choice. Like we're gonna put all this crap in this film, then we're just not gonna explain much of it. And again, if they if there were there were parts in this movie where they could have taken two minutes just and two. said, you know, I first tapped into the power of the elder gods by this accident that mm. happened. That's cool. Fun. That was all we needed. Same. This stuff keeps popping up, and it was just yeah. like, what does that? So I just the within the first fifteen minutes, I was like, this is a Dungeons and Dragons movie. This is not a King Arthur movie. Imagine a world where we get this King Arthur film as a fourteen episode Netflix series. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. it works because then they they would focus more on the story everything. and not the CGI. Where is Merlin? Gets explained like when everything, but no, two hours. Yeah, hmm. over two hours and and ridiculous. So yeah, that that was that was King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. Okay, so now to a movie that all three of us got to go see at the advanced screening, and it is Alien Covenant, which is in theaters on the nineteenth. I want to say. So, Tim, since you kicked off with King Arthur, and Steve, you have seen Alien. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we go into the movie, which you will kind of set up. 
Alien. What do the Alien movies mean to you? Like, when did you first see them? Yeah, did you like them? Were you excited for this? The first time I ever heard something from an Alien movie was from a shareware game I had probably downloaded from AOL. Wow. And they had stolen a bunch of sound clips. Mm -hmm. And one of them was, appropriately, it's game over, man. It's game over. Uh, Rest in peace. I was like, what is that from? And then at some point along the line, I saw Alien and Aliens. Uh, I don't remember which one I saw first, uh, but... Loved them. I loved them. Uh, and I, I love this whole franchise. I mean, even three and four, there's, Ugh. I know, I like them though. <laughs> I like them. Um, I, I really like the director of the third one. Um, is that David Fincher or did he do number four? I think so. Yeah. Let me, pull, I will pull that up real quick. I so think, I, I think David wrong. Fincher did number four and uh, a French person whose name I'm forgetting is number three, <laughs> but he always uses the same group of guys. I think he did Delicatessen. Alien three was ones. David Fincher. Okay. Um, Alien 4, Resurrection, which yeah. was real, real bad. Yeah. Jean-Pierre Genet. Take that, Dr. But 4 Anderson. had that so really cool four. swimming scene. Yeah, no, I, I like that too. Yeah, that's a great scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And I, oh, I like Amelie. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. And he tends to use... <laughs> totally different movies. <laughs> he tends to... Well, he uses Ron Perlman and yeah. he uses some of the other... The same strange looking but interesting characters mm-hmm. in all of them. Uh, so... I think there's something to like in all of them. I mean, Alien, the first one, they're all very different, obviously. The first one, a real slow burn. It, you know, it's 20 minutes before anyone wakes up almost, you know? And then it's 40 minutes before they go down into the cave and uh, Mm -hmm. find the eggs. And then again, it's another 20 minutes until it's it's really... I think uh, that he was um ridley scott was influenced by 2001 a space odyssey i could definitely where the he first really one, yeah. he wanted to do something so atmospheric and uh incredible ending where she's trapped inside the pod Spoiler, with the alien for a movie that came out 30 years ago <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the statute of limitations is far past for that yeah so a lot of people describe that one as like a haunted house movie a horror movie so much tension incredible aliens 2 of course James Cameron made mm-hmm. it much more of an action movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I remember loving that at the time. In subsequent watches, I like it less, really? actually. I know, I know. Wow. But you can really see some of the cracks around the special effects. Oh. Uh, not all of them, but some of them. Uh, for example, when Ridley, uh, Ridley Ripley <laughs> mm-hmm. is lifting the alien up to mm-hmm. put it in. She's in the loader. In the she's loader. lifting right. it up. There's this one particular shot where you can very clearly see that it's a doll in no a way. loader and it goes over. And I'm not being nitpicky. Like the, the clip lasts a little bit too long. They should have cut gotcha. it faster. Uh, one where the alien is going through the vents. Mm-hmm. He's the, the weight is wrong. The weight and the gravity. It looks like hmm. he's on uh, wires, which he probably was. Right. <laughs> and well, he's not really making the top or something. And then it did a Dutch tilt or something. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So some of the special effects bother me in that one. And some of the uh, Paxton stuff bothers me. He's just so overrating. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and I'm sorry, but Newt. I, screaming so much, yelling Ripley again and again and again. Uh, it reminds me of uh, Indiana Jones, uh, where she, yeah, through the mm-hmm. whole thing, she's just yelling and screaming mm-hmm. and crying. Uh, come on. Um, so uh, those that's the first two movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm summing them all up now. So number three, they're in a prison base. Mm-hmm. Right. They are being chased by aliens, and they get out. And number four, they have uh, resurrected ripley from her dna in order to extract the The alien dna and uh so it's many years in the future and uh she ends up 
meeting her alien hybrid son. Yeah. And yeah. he gets sucked yeah. out through a hole, which I thought as disgusting. <laughs> it was a great scene though. I think that's brilliant. I mean, yeah, it was, it was weird. It didn't have the same artistic um, no. chops as the other ones, no. but I think number three looks great. Uh, okay. I mean, it's yeah. David Fincher. Yeah. David Come Fincher. On. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's the four alien movies and I love them all. Prometheus confused me and bored, oh, welcome and to bored the me club. <laughs> uh, before I watched alien covenant, I went on YouTube and I watched two <laughs> explain Prometheus, uh, videos mm-hmm. and they disagreed with each other shocking <laughs> surprise shocking <laughs> that but movie at least it, it tried it, to be so smart it at least yeah. reminded me what i should know a little bit about going in and i, I appreciated that so that's okay. that's my alien history tim what about your alien history um for me i think the first movie i saw was aliens the mm-hmm. second one and then i went back of course and watched alien and as i've gotten older i think i've had more of an appreciation for alien just the way the okay. way the yeah. film set up, same. Like Steve said it before, like it's kind of slow, it's kind of quiet. You you kind of hear the spaceship coming on when it opens. Like every, the spaceship sort of wakes up, and everyone else wakes up. But what I love about the film is everyone on the ship is unaware of what's happening. So when when the yeah. first chest buster thing happens, mm-hmm. they're looking for this little alien. Not realizing they're not it has realizing now this, this full feet. grown <laughs> like yeah eight foot tall acid blood monster, mm-hmm. and so and it slowly picks them apart. Which I thought was was brilliant, and the second one is just a flat out action film. Yep. But we know what they're looking for, so it's kind of like they don't know. I don't, all these <laughs> yeah. guns are gonna save you, bro. You might want to mm-hmm. get out of there. Um, and the other movies were okay, but I think the first two really are are fantastic. And Prometheus is just a mess. It yeah. tries to be smart, witty sci-fi, and it kind of fails on all levels. But the world that they create, you know, with Welling Corporation and with like these mm-hmm. aliens. Who who survive by like using other beings to like repopulate is insane to me. And this idea like the Whalen Corporation kind of knows what's going on the whole time. They're trying to like still not sure how. That there's <laughs> who knows if that's the first interaction with the alien. Like we don't know how often people. This is but like, again, this that was the prequel that was supposed to explain it, and it it doesn't. Did but not. like <laughs> we don't know if this is man's. It's clearly not man's first exploration into space. So we don't know True. what contact the Whalen Corporation has had before and what they know. Okay. But, you know, even Ash's behavior in the first film was like, you know, he's getting directed from someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was his motivation? What did he want? He wanted to, to keep it. One? Yeah. He wanted to keep it. So and he, then in the second one, Paul Reiser. He's trying to take it back. The same thing. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. So there's something they know. And even that comes across in, you know, the, the in Prometheus and, in you know, in Covenant. There's something that the Welling Corporation knows that they're not explaining. They're I, kind of aware of what's happening on some level. Yeah. I mean, they want a weapon, right? They want to weaponize I, it. Okay, so here's my problem. It's a great though. weapon to have. Well, yeah. Drop if those you... eggs off some country. If you can contain it. Yeah, like I was going to say. Which you cannot. Which you cannot. <laughs> but, you know, that's that's man, though, right? We yeah. created an atomic bomb. We can't contain it. We, we can't control who has one. We just created one. Like, now we've got them. Oh, wait, now everyone else has them. So now what do we that do? That always cracks me up. And, I mean, I will take 30 seconds to be political, which I normally do not. I think it's funny that the only country that has ever actually used nukes, now we're the ones being like, hey, hey, you can't have that. Yeah. Hey, hey. And it was like, really? No? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But that's that's I mean it makes sense, but man. I guess that's my problem with Prometheus was like you said, this might have been Wayland's second meeting, blah blah. This was the prequel. So now what is going to happen over the next three movies, which they already announced they want to do three. This new one is the start of two more. So it is like 
okay, are we going to get a prequel to Prometheus? To it's not, it doesn't make sense. They're, they're trying to create a, a connective tissue in something that doesn't yeah. – for one, it doesn't even need it. You could just no. tell a, a, a one-off story about mm-hmm. – other people who run into these these xenomorphs on some yep. other planet, That's which fine. they kind of did with like the terrible movies of Alien versus Predator. Terrible. Uh, so now Lathan survives. That's mm. not terrible. Uh, I so skipped those. The, the first one was <laughs> they're ridiculous. In that, they're in that pyramid that's like shifting around. Yeah. Yeah. So I can I can relate those two to Predator in the sense of the first Alien versus Predator. It was it was kind of weird. It was it was decent. Alien versus Predator Two Requiem. Is Predator Two like takes place like a bunch a, of random people? Yeah, they're like in a small town. Like, what the military makes, tries to blow up the whole town? Yeah, makes no sense. How yeah. many Alien versus Predator movies are there? Two, two, just okay. two. Okay, there were five different comic series. I, I mean, I have them right over there. I could mm-hmm. look. Um, Both bad. No, the comic books were great. Oh, sorry, the Alien vs. Predator movies. Uh, the first one was serviceable. Yeah, the first garbage, one was serviceable. The second one was bad. Yeah, all right, yeah, pretty all right. bad. Um, but my so my history with Alien comes from comic books. It comes from looking through those old comics and seeing ads for the Aliens arcade game. Yes. Which was awesome. It was like a 2D side-scrolling Contra style mm-hmm. where you would be 2D side-scrolling like Ninja Turtles mm-hmm. and you would have different kind of lanes you mm-hmm. could choose. And then a boss battle, then the screen would flip and then the alien was coming towards you. Oh. At least in the first level. So that was what I, I remember seeing ads for that. In arcade game. Yeah, in yeah. The, for the arcade the game. Aliens playing the arcade game, and then being like, oh, this is a movie. Mm. Saw the movie way too young uh, for Aliens. Alien, I I did not see Alien years after. Like, it was years after I saw Aliens, because I probably also had a sleepover, like, at a, yeah. a buddy's house. Terrified me. Yeah. Like, Aliens, the visual style of that film, and just the way that the Alien, like, the sleek oil black would just kind of, like, come out of the wall. Mm-hmm was incredible yeah and i think that yeah. is something that before we get into this movie that prometheus kind of lacked like there were not those moments to me visualistically that is that a word yes it, it is now no huh canon visualistically uh that had that kind of gravitas like the first one those first two had multiple moments where you would see in the background the wall just kind of slither a little bit, yeah. and you're like, "Oh, oh no!" <laughs> right, <behind>. three and four <laughs> never like really something had that. just dripping on somebody. You're like, "That's disgusting," and it's yeah. an alien. Well, and the, there are so many classic scenes from those first ones when they have the little uh, the reader yeah. they're tracking the aliens. And they're like, "I don't understand. They, they should be right here." Mm-hmm. And they're like, "They're on top of us," and they look up and then, yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, Covenant didn't have a lot of ambush moments or mm-hmm. surprise no. moments. It was more of like an athletic alien. In a lot of cases. Super like LeBron James. Jumping around and stuff. <laughs> Just all over the place. <laughs> no, really. Yeah. The thing was all over the place. Uh, but I want to, I want to, I came into this wanting. Just your typical alien movie. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to leave the right. lore behind. And I think they did a good job of blending the lore and, and the action together. Right. Uh, and I wanted to see the alien do something athletic and intelligent. I didn't want it just to be. Uh, a mindless creature mm-hmm. coming straight at them, which it has succeeded at being kind of a uh, intelligent creature doing creative things in the other one. You know, for example, in Aliens, the other elevator comes down and the queen goes inside. Why does she do that? How does yeah. she push the button? I don't know, but yeah. she does. <laughs> Just <laughs> the thing that happens. That. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's clever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so those are my expectations going in. And I remember you asked me before the movie, you're like, all right, John, what do you want out of this? Mm-hmm. And I said, I want the same thing out of this movie, wanted the same thing that I did with row one. 
I wanted to feel like alien. I wanted mm-hmm. to like have those moments and for it to just give you that experience. So before I go into my stuff, set up alien covenant, Steve. Well, you have a spaceship full of colonists. <laughs> you got a spaceship. All right, start <laughs> over. Take two. <laughs> Wait, what's the name of the spaceship? It's, yeah, that's uh, what I was trying to think of. Covenant. It's the covenant. The covenant. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's called the covenant. Got the covenant. <laughs> wow. It's the covenant. They're on the covenant. All right. Full of colonists being run by Michael Fassbender, mm-hmm. the android. Wait a minute. Michael Fassbender, he was an android in the first movie. What's he doing on this ship? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh, well, maybe we'll find out. Doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, something bad happens to the ship, and the uh, some of the crew gets woken up early, mm-hmm. and they have to deal with it. And uh, eventually they get to the planet where they find uh, some mysterious things going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, they meet uh, someone else very interesting. Should I, should I go into who it is they see and I think what they find have down seen, there? If people have seen Prometheus. Trailer, yeah. This is in the trailer, do they know? And, and the trailer. So, okay. the, so yeah, they run into Michael another, Fassbender. another Michael Fassbender. Yes. <laughs> yes. David. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, I think everybody can guess what else is down on the planet. Uh, yeah. Cake. Yeah. Cake. <laughs> the band no, performing their only show <laughs> extremely fast growing aliens yeah I didn't quick. think they grew that fast no, you know yeah. and after you get an early evolution of it though oh so but maybe what? they were faster growing in their early evolution because and then they got slower growing yeah, as it went on who knows, who knows. Uh, <laughs> yeah exactly but yeah. it does happen quickly yeah w- way too quickly yeah but yeah. continues to uh, so they have to figure out how to get off this planet and move on with their mission. And that's the story. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. I mean, I yeah. could go into more of the Fastbender on Fastbender action. Yeah. But, uh, Jess, calm down if you're listening <laughs> to this from the Curly Nerd podcast. Like, what did you say? Yeah. Fastbender on Fastbender. <laughs> Woo! Write that, write that fan fiction. Yeah. Uh, but as you can imagine, there's some interesting exchanges between these two guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, the crew, uh, some of them are coupled up. So there's the... Tension between I gotta save my wife, I gotta save my husband, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Because this is, but they gotta get out of the, they gotta leave the planet, they yeah. gotta continue with their mission. That's what they're hoping to do. Well, and the covenant is essentially an arc. Yeah. So they are going to this other planet, um, Ogia three or something like that, to colonize. Yeah. So, so they you got, have, you've got the crew, you've got some embryos, and then you've got thousands actual, of thousands passengers, of like live bodies hanging up, like yeah, in suspended animation, but Costco, but all bodies, in there. <laughs> right. Uh, because yeah, they once they get to that planet, they're starting a new life, and they're just going from there. So yeah, they're they're build a house on the water, nice little cabin. Oh, so dumb, sweet. Um, so yeah, those moments were were kind of weird, but for the cast, so this definitely harkened back to Alien for sure. Yeah, and Alien Aliens to a lesser extent, but like they really wanted you to to feel for these characters. You really want they wanted you to recognize the family ties they wanted you to like really get to know them so that way when they get murdered spoiler alert it happens yeah so the first 20 minutes is like tugging at your heartstrings and loving and learning these people and seeing who's coupled up and then Mm -hmm. they get to the planet and everything hits the fan quickly and you're like oh which another similar to arthur there is a character in this in that first 20 minutes yeah i had no idea that actor was in this movie oh yeah oh i did and then tennessee Yeah. yeah No, 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 not Tennessee. Oh, sorry, who? Uh, her husband. The captain who dies at the very beginning of the film. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, okay, spoil, a, spoiler a alert. Ridiculous death, too. I was like, Jesus. Yeah, James, James Franco. So, again, like, ah, right. when I see him for the first time. Like, prologue stuff, like, you know. Oh, I forgot about that. And he's in that. Oh, okay. 
so yeah i if if i well not if because i did miss a couple of those the viral marketing for this movie was weird in the yeah. sense where they gave you those scenes that they had in the movie alien of everybody sitting around a dinner table right. hanging out not in the movie yeah. but it was in like a two-minute featurette yeah i wish they developed the characters more yeah. um one of the things that i think both alien and aliens did really well is showed you all of their different personalities and they weren't right. just military guys like oh right. we're gonna yeah. this mission we're gonna go straight ahead they were a ragtag bunch mm -hmm. of goofballs and much. and people with problems and flawed characters and you got maybe a little sense of that but yeah, I mean, uh, people aren't you know they're colonizing they're not meant for for combat you right. know what I mean? So, right. and that's the other thing about this film that's so funny. They're supposed to be like the best and the brightest, but they do some of the dumbest stuff possible. Dumb. Like, hey, I'm going to go shower way over here by myself after I've seen an alien destroy my friends. I think it's cool if I just go off. Like, and they walk into this place, right? And there's literally humongous human faces carved into the wall. Mm -hmm. And no one comments on it. Nope. No one's like, hey, there are human faces on these walls, you guys. You see this? No or human-esque. No one even Humanoid. brings it up. It never comes up. It never even... Mm -hmm. They're just like, hey, let's separate. Even if the, even after we know a character has been murdered, they're <laughs> like, they, they all still go their separate ways. I'm like, why would you do that? It's a horror movie, least, is why. Well, at least with why Prometheus, at least with Prometheus, I, this is one thing that I can give to it. When they saw the humanoid type things, that moment of shock of being yeah. like, whoa, whoa, they have two arms, two legs. Yeah, like this is weird. And yeah. this, yeah, they walk into this completely alien planet that they technically should not. Beyond, beyond, they missed, and they just walk around there searching like, for a new planet. Oh, okay, so Mike Fassbender, the yeah. second, T tell us more, David. Like that was kind of weird. Um, okay, so my sci-fi brain when I watch these movies, right. I know this is not Star Trek, because on Star Trek, before they ever go down to a planet, they scan it for life, mm -hmm. they scan it for atmosphere, they do all of that, and unless it is a Class M, I mean, they can go to other different types, but mainly a Class M planet. They're not going to go down there without some protection. Right. With this, yeah, they're like, that. it has oxygen. It has this. We should be fine. They land their lander and just roll out. No protection. Like, not even a mask. Yeah. They just walk Listen. out into this a li literally alien landscape yeah. without scanning, without doing anything. That blows my mind. You do not have scientists. Steve, you work with scientists yeah. year round. Uh-huh. If they are going somewhere in Antarctica or the Galapagos that they might not have been before. Yeah. We try to get as much intelligence as possible. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. this, they just land and just roll out. Yeah. Hey, you, that... two, you two stay here by yourselves. We're going to go ahead and. <laughs> what? On, on this alien plane. Like, mm. <laughs> like, do either of you have a favorite scene in the film? <laughs> favorite scene? Like a favorite. I did. And I, I wanted more of it. Uh, I have a scene that, again, uh, going gonna to bring up Jess from the Curly Nerd podcast. And use her uh, black girl hand clap. <laughs> so, this is it. Stop putting your faces over aliens. <laughs> what like what are you doing? Here's the thing. If I see a, a, a thing that looks like an egg, because these are humans from Earth. They know what an egg shape looks like. If I see that and split open and somebody says, hey, look in there. You, no, you can go away. No, not uh -uh. even that. Nope. <laughs> you look in there and you see something moving around, and you're just like, "Let me get closer." <laughs> right, exactly. The no. audience was definitely way ahead of everybody. You know, the the audience yeah. was way ahead of the movie in a yeah. lot of cases. And even though this is an alien movie, and we we know what that is. Right. Even in a general sci-fi movie, 
Stop, like stop. And, like, he, and he was a terrible captain. Let's go put that out there. He was terrible. Well, he was not well, he's meant thrown to be, into the yeah. role. He's yeah, not yeah, meant yeah. to be captain. Horrible captain. But okay, so back to your question of favorite scene. Horrible. I'll, while while you're thinking, I can mention mine. Okay. If you're, What's yours? Uh, Fastbender on Fastbender uh, connection when they're t- when he's talking to the other Fastbender mm-hmm. uh, because uh, it's a beautiful scene. That whole his his lair is gorgeous right. with yeah, all the drawings and right. the lights and everything. And then they play the flute together. Right. And I thought, I mean, the music uh, there adds to the atmosphere and it's the special effects of that scene are yeah, uh just as good as anything else incredible there were actually good. a couple special effects in this movie that bothered me especially yeah. the early alien stuff it didn't yeah. quite look good it looked, the, the later alien stuff looked better maybe they used a different company for both but yeah. i don't know a little bit of it bothered me but most of it was fine uh but anyway talking to himself we've seen that a million times but uh i really believe that it was happening and uh it was a a really emotionally dense scene, I think. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I did. I mean, to, to pick out one, let me pull up a uh, pull up her name. Well, Catherine Waterson, who plays the. I get. Well, she should be be called Captain. <laughs> she basically takes over. Um, she was good, and my concern with this going into it, mm-hmm. similar to anything with this, of the style of remake prequel. Is she just going to be doing a Ripley impersonation? Mm-hmm. I wish she did. Gosh, that was she's my so good. That, that was my thing. Is like in this, there were a couple of scenes that were Ripley esque, but man, I, Catherine Waterson is great in a lot of things. I really loved her in Fantastic Beasts last year. That's right, she was a Fantastic Beast. But this one, like, she goes from moment of like total toughness, like we need to do this and this, to then falling out mess, and you're just like <laughs> living, huh? Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so that was just that was kind of weird. We lost him. But some, some, some of my favorite scenes were probably with her just being strong, just being a strong female lead uh, when she is kind of on the roof of or top of yeah. the vehicle. Like she has some cool moments. So I, I liked that. Yeah, she's got the Ripley cheekbones. Yeah. That's yep. one of the things I enjoy about the she, franchise. The Ripley the, tank top. Right. She got, she got the tank top. Yep. Is they always have really badass women in these yeah. movies. Yeah. Vasquez. Is, all all yeah. of them. I think I loved, uh, uh, what's her name? Carmen Jojo's character. What's her, what was her character's name? Kareen. Uh, when she's trapped in that room. Oh, she yeah. She wants to get out. <laughs> I was like, yo. Yeah. That panic on her face was uh, yeah. priceless. I was like, yeah, that's how it would be. Yeah. yeah. And one thing I will give this be, for being a horror movie. The black person does not die first. <laughs> Absolutely. So, but she tried to console this dude, and I was like, Mm-mm. "Do not touch." Uh, again, <laughs> what are you doing? Bro? And, yeah. and part Do of that part of that go. scene is in the trailer, so it is not spoiling anything. Uh, again, if this is your first time listening to this podcast, we try not to go into spoilers. But if right. there's something in the trailer, we'll talk about. It's fair game. So you see the back of Ugh. this person start to kind of split open. Again, if I see that, gone. Peace, son. Done. Like. Or stab it or something. Yeah. I mean, take action. <laughs> like, Steve, yeah. Tim, I love you both. If you were to turn around right now and your back starts splitting open, cut your head off. Yeah. <laughs> <Like>, Dunzo. <laughs> so uh-huh. they're, they're just dumb moments. Reminds me, remember the thing when Windows starts turning? Oh. They just flamed him. I, I, that's yeah. what you do. They're like, Windows! And they just light Windows up. No mm-hmm. time to talk about it. I'm sorry, Windows. I loved you, but you're clearly <laughs> changing right in front of my face. You gotta go. Yeah. I love the big... Go ahead. Uh, they're making a board game 
a role-playing game of the thing. I'm all in. Comes out in a couple months. We should definitely get... I know that uh, Ryan File, yeah. another friend of the family on the podcast, uh, I put it on his his wall, so yeah, it, yeah, it looks solid. But anyway. I like the big action set piece, of which you see a little bit of in the preview, where they're mm. on the roof of the spaceship, yeah. and she's tied in. in. Yeah. yeah, I mean, cool uh, I would put that up next to anything in the Avengers. I mean, like... I was uh, on the edge of my seat. Yeah. Yeah. And those were the moments that I liked with her of just being strong of being like, okay, this is what needs to happen. Yeah. She just grabs the guns. Like I'm, I'm out there yep. right. <laughs> yeah. I'm on this roof. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. A lot, uh, it's, it's violent. It is a very violent, very bloody. Th- that, uh, a lot that of was what surprised moments. me. A lot of like, Ooh. This was super bloody. That's what you want though. It's an alien movie. I'm I, listen. I'm in for it. Yeah. I mean, again, like looking at it through this lens being like, okay, but then again, Go back and watch the first Alien and the right. first chest burster that comes out. Like, yeah. um, and there is some like Hollywood lore that no one in that scene, no, that's true, yeah, knew that that was actually going to happen in that way. Oh, so when they first, when it first busts out and you see the blood go everywhere, like all of the reaction on those actors' faces is totally. So everyone sort of pauses. Uh, like, yeah. Okay, what's happening right now? It's yeah, like, yeah. I love those those types of stories. Yeah. Um, there was some laughing in our screening. I mean, yeah. we went to the press yeah. screening, and <laughs> I don't know if fun. it's just because of, no offense, but uh, critics that have seen a ton of movies and they're a little bit cynical Jaded. about that, you the know, so but... Uh... Like, it's, it's, un- it's impossible <laughs> but, not to laugh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, that's dumb. Why did you look into that alien egg? <sighs> I dumb. That or, there are so many times, again, if I'm on an alien planet and I see something, something looks like a spore... Or something that, whatever, I am not going to put my face in it. Like, mm-hmm. I have done a lot of hiking in the Northwest, whatever. There's some stuff where I'm like, that looks cool from 20 feet away. <laughs> right. You know, like, people are imperfect, mistakes get made, and that's how you get a good movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, we talked about King Kong before. Like, these movies, mm-hmm. I think, require people to be stupid. Yeah. I, I, th- I think there's a cer- certain level of maybe relatability where the, where the, There's the part of horror films that, that, that requires people to to seek out that noise they heard in the alley or to, you know, yeah. n- not lock their doors. or It just requires people to do things that most humans wouldn't do. Yeah. One thing that I – one knock on this movie that that I did not – that I was missing when we talked about like before when I was looking to, for it to feel like Alien. The original artwork, uh, the design of the Alien, the design of the ships uh, was H.R. Geiger mm-hmm. who his – gothic style is incredible that was to me almost completely lacking in this movie and that was a shame because like other than the faces and everything in the wall that was kind of it and that was that is something that makes it feel like alien to me is his artwork they did a really cool documentary about him he passed away a couple years ago um it's called dark star mm-hmm. uh hr geiger's world the guy was pretty crazy yeah, like even toward like towards the end of his life, I mean, he had a lot of health problems. Um, but just to, when you look at someone's art like that, that came from his brain. <laughs> like, right. it is just fascinating. So I was missing that element. Would either of you go on an alien exploration to another planet? Would yes, hundred percent. Sure, you guys are out of your mind. <laughs> <laughs> like I was watching Doctor Who yesterday, and <laughs> he was talking about how space is constantly trying to kill you. Oh yeah. That's why I'm not going. I'm not doing it. I would go to film it. I wouldn't want to do anything. Filming it doesn't stop you from dying. Yeah, no. <laughs> like I would kill you, but you have a camera, so you're good. Right. Yeah. How do you tell the movie without the cameraman? Yeah. I'm safe. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going on some. I don't know if I'm going to another planet. Yeah. 
I just I think I just is. assume hostility and I'm good. I'm oh, good. Fair enough. I pass. I still am waiting for one of our rovers to come back from some planet. And who knows if we will ever see it. Hashtag conspiracy brother. Uh, by the time we see the image that NASA sees first, something is going to be shown that is going to make people go like, yeah, we're never going to go to that moon again. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. just we got to get out of I don't, here. Think, I don't want to see it. Mm-hmm. Don't want to know. <laughs> Keep that to yourself. Bliss, I'm good. I'm blissful good. Uh, ignorance. I, yeah. If they show up on Earth and want to want to beef, then cool. But up until that point, I do not want to know. You know, wherever you travel, there you are. You know, your 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 troubles go with you. It's uh, you know, there is no utopia on another planet. It's nope. uh, yeah, utopia yeah. is what you make it. There you go. Is it? There's da 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 <laughs> as the NBC logo comes across. <laughs> um, to anything else with Alien Covenant? No, I think that's it. Without spoiling okay. anything in the movie, I think that's it. Cool. So to the official rating system that we used earlier, uh, Tim, since you went first last time, Steve, good, bad, or ugly for Alien Covenant in theaters soon. I went in wanting to see an Alien action movie with uh, good effects mm-hmm. and uh, strong acting, and I got it. I, I would give it a good. I really enjoyed myself. And okay. I actually, it made me feel, and I'm not saying, you know, emotionally, like, I really care about these characters, but uh, I felt the tension. I felt the, you know, don't go in there, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. And uh, I don't know if I cared about the characters necessarily <laughs> all that much, except right. for Michael Fassbender. He was great. Uh, he was yeah. Great. Really uh, good pseudo philosophy but you know he had some interesting philosophical lines in there by the way there there is one moment where a guy wakes up after being knocked out and he says a line that no one would ever say upon waking up from getting knocked out some some philosophical yeah, line you're talking about so, the, the terrible captain when he wakes up yeah exactly he, the first line the first word he says or the first line yeah. he says is some pseudo philosophical thing which you know, you'd say, where am I? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't say, Wait, well, what? I'm trying to think of that moment. He says something like, yeah. who are you? Or yeah. he says, what is this? What is life all about? Or something like that. Oh, when he wakes up right. after he looks yeah. down. He's dumb anyway. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. But I think, yeah. the, I think the strength of Michael Fassbender, the strength of the alien action and uh, the tension uh, definitely would give me a good, give me that. I lost all my words. <laughs> wow. I give it a good. Okay. I'm not editing that out, but nah, okay, good. Nah. Keep it, keep it. Tim, uh, it was entertaining. It's it's what I wanted from an alien film. People like I remember when I first saw an image from it. It was everyone around the table smiling and mm-hmm. laughing, and I was like, "Oh, I want to see all these people." I remember you saying that. Get murdered. Like I'm cool with just watching them all <laughs> die at the hands of an alien, and that's kind of what I got. I got to see people get killed. I got to see Danny McBride act stupid. I got to see, yeah. you know, people make dumb decisions. Um, I was surprised with the Fassbender stuff. Like, like you know, that, was, that was way more compelling than I yep. anticipated. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not for everyone, but if you're a fan of the Alien movies, I think you'll enjoy it. It'll, it'll, it won't bore you to death. Um, some stupidity may drive you crazy. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's fun. It's a, it's a nice summer movie that's guaranteed to get people watching more Alien films. Cool. Uh, speaking of uh, summer Movies. I'm actually going to pull up Box Office Mojo to see uh, see the comparison. Oh no, it has not come, it hasn't out, come yet. out yet. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, so I will not look yet. at that. Yeah. Um, I think the strength of the alien name and uh, what are expected to be decent reviews will right. give it a good yeah. opening. Yeah. No, I think I think it will be solid. Uh, so my official rating, same as these guys. It. I had some problems with it. Uh, Steve was right with the the first couple times you see the alien mm-hmm. when it was kind of jumping from person to person. It was just way too quick. It 
it, there was some clipping maybe like it just looked a little bit off um people are dumb people in space are dumb <laughs> and they do dumb stuff right that was my biggest kind of conceit that i had to give up but overall definitely give it a good um the things that i disliked about it were not enough to make it a bad mm-hmm. i just i worry about where this is going because like how many times are we going to go somewhere and see something really cool and never get it explained? Right. We how many to... times are we going to have someone going to stasis who has something in or around them that goes wrong? So, yeah, the motivation of the villain, not the aliens, but the villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen it many times before. Yep. Uh, Ultron, I believe. Yeah. And I wish it had been something else. Yeah. I just kind of like again, but All right. Yeah. But hey, the but yeah the. The artistic design was good. I wanted a little bit more HR Geiger, but mm-hmm. that is just you know me. what I hated was when terrible captain turns to New Ripley and is like, oh, "I was wrong." Duh. Yeah, you think so? At that point, she should just <laughs> slap him. Yeah. Most like, of us are dead now. Like, you after, think you were wrong about this? After the first, you were like, dead wrong. After the first two yeah. deaths, be like, "Yeah, we gotta go." Like, no, yeah. wrap it up. Yeah, like, let's wrap it up. So. I, yeah. The There's moment someone coughs up blood, it's time to go. <laughs> the moment you go to an alien planet without a spacesuit. Yeah. Or anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. yeah it's Big problem. Go. Okay. So the next thing that I briefly mentioned at the beginning of the episode there's this fantastic show that I keep hearing amazing things about that I was like, Tim, Steve, we got to talk about this show. They only have five episodes. We can watch it, catch up, talk about it. So Tim and Steve took my advice, they watched all of it. I did not take my own advice, and I have yet to see a single episode of The Amazing Show, uh, Handmaid's Tale, which is on Hulu Prime Plus, whatever it is called. Yes, The Handmaid's Tale. The Handmaid's Tale. It's based on a book by Margaret Atwood. Okay. When was it originally? 1985. 1985. Okay, so yeah, you two, I will close my eyes. Close your eyes. Uh, Imagine. Paint you a picture. Go. Imagine Mike Pence is the overlord. <laughs> okay, I don't. I only said that because you know our, our dear friend Jessica calls it Pence World. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're gonna a, get political here. That's sure. a more appropriate term for the show, okay. um, but it takes place in the not too distant future, and it was on Sunday. And they AD. talk. I've never read the book, so, but they talk about this world where there's been some sort of religious war, kind of. Okay, the super right wing religious people. Have sort of they have a section of the U.S. which looks like the Northeast mm-hmm. hmm. around uh, D.C. area. <laughs> D.C. like they're kind of in the Baltimore, Baltimore area. Okay. B- I mean uh, Boston area. They're trying to get to Boston in in one show, one episode. But this is all kind of told through flashbacks. But when the show really? first opens, yeah, you see her running for her life, and her husband gets killed, and they take her daughter and they kidnap her and they turn her into a handmaid. And so what they hint at is, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. There, there's been some attack on our government. Mm-hmm. They're saying was terrorist, but it was actually a false flag attack. And at the same time, like the women's birth rate is going down, and these religious people are like, "This is God. We've got to come closer to religion to save this country." And that's what starts sort of this war. Hmm. And so what they're doing is taking women, since some women can't have children, the one who can bear children, they're turning them into handmaids, and they're essentially like right. slaves in the house who just have sex with these rich people. To get mm-hmm. pregnant, so and they they sort like, of re-educate them. Women can't uh, work. Women can't, can't work, drive. Women they can't, can't read. read. They can't do anything. They have you're just either you're you're helping in the house. Even even like hmm. the 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 wives of these rich dudes can't read. 
Like this is episode well, what, episode four. I mean, they're able to read. They're not allowed. They're to not read. allowed to read. Oh, this is episode yeah. four, where, where, where someone yeah. escaped and got to Canada and like gave some interview, mm-hmm. and the wife is like, "Well, what did it say?" And he's just like, "Oh, it's just a bunch of lies and propaganda." But she's not allowed to just look at his laptop and read what the news says. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty scary. This, I mean, so when I first, because I did a little bit of research about the show or about just the the book and series, because they. They made a couple different movie versions. It made me feel uncomfortable just reading about this, I guess, dystopian near future. Oh, it's beyond uncomfortable. Because, yeah. I mean, it's, it's yeah. little stuff. Like, the main character's name is of Fred. At first, I thought it was Alfred. I was like, That's a weird name to give her. And I was like, oh, no, hmm. it's of, you're of whoever you're a handmaid for. Oh, so these women right. are just... She's the breeding stock she's for... property Fred. for these people. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, everything's still there, pretty much. Yeah. I mean... The they've removed the street signs. No street They're signs? knocking down the churches and stuff like what? that. Yeah. But there's still grocery stores and there's still the normal street and everything. Okay. But they have this paramilitary everywhere that makes sure see, everybody's weird greetings safe. they give yeah. all the time, like yeah. under his eye. Under his eye. It's so creepy. May so, God open. But yeah. like the, it, it's it's really the flashbacks because you get to see, you know, you're exposed mostly to this world that's super crazy. But then they do these flashbacks of like of them laughing and having a good time and these weird things are happening like when when all these military people come in her job and say well these women have to leave that and they're like well what and they're like you got 10 minutes it's to pack the up law stuff. now what law? law yeah what law and because people know, aren't paying attention just like they aren't now but even know? then what's crazier is like these things are happening and they're like well this won't last yeah like even when she tried even to get her in money the world. in the world they're like Eesh. oh this won't last it's chilling it's chilling because it's so familiar it's, and and yeah. when uh if there was something that started to happen like the birth rate declining yeah. i could very easily see there being some kind of tipping point and uh especially if s- several things happen all at once right people start to mm. take notice and they go oh we really need to do something about that let's suspend the constitution let's make this paramilitary the the new military let's we, kill we've, congress we've had know. it happen like think about our patriot act right sure yeah i didn't vote on that yeah <laughs> but right. uh, but you know after 9-11 that that's a thing that happened mm-hmm. i remember get. interviewing the director gotcha. for for black for blackfish and i was like yo how did you get all this stuff from Mm. SeaWorld, she was like, the Freedom of Information Act, like they had to give it to us. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. They delayed it, and they oh, okay. <laughs> they didn't want to do it, but they had to do it. I guess I was thinking of something else that came, I thought as a kind of retribution to the Patriot Act. Or yeah, but, just but something... little stuff like like the, the Muslim ban that was going on, and right. like wanting to build a wall, mm-hmm. or the reporter... And the got other a, country pay the, for it. The reporter who got arrested the other day for asking questions, um, people having to, to swear their allegiance to our president... Like that's it's that kind of stuff where you're like this is kind of adjacent to what I'm watching on the show, yeah. which is a world that, for us outside looking in, seems horrid. There's women who are on the side of these crazy people, yet they don't have any rights, but they somehow think this is the way to live. Hmm. Yeah, I it's mean, kind of, but it's kind of bonkers. It mm-hmm, gave me yeah. episode three gave me nightmares because they shoot a bunch of people at a protest. For sure. Yeah, that's where it started to really and I was turn like, Yo. to see the background. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So as as of recording, we're recording Sunday, May fourteenth. Right, five episodes. Five episodes in. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, we've both seen all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, ah. Okay. <laughs> it's, every episode but, is is a, is a moment of like ah, that's a little bit too real. Something like I could see on the news today. Yeah. So e- even though it is um, sort of prescient of where we are now, or scared of happening from from where we are now politically. This novel was written in 1985 yeah, that it was based on. Of course, that was the Reagan era, era so yeah. maybe she saw a little bit of right. that going on. And uh, this show 
didn't happen overnight either. I mean, no. the script may have been written years ago. Who knows? Right. And it takes a long time to get production and casting and get edited and you know, all that stuff. So uh, even though it's uh, tempting to see it in our present light, remember, it's a long tale here. Right. Mm. Okay. It's, it's kind of insane. Like Jessica was one of the people who constantly was like, you got to watch the show. Yeah. And she calls it Pence World. And I think that's absolutely correct. So that is the thing is, I was going to ask, who is the audience for the show? Is it, what would you say, the, the the right wing style? Or is it the people on the left being like, we need to stop this from happening? Like, Do you think the people who might be agreeing with that style are the ones actually watching it? I don't know. No, I mean, it's not tar- it's not targeted at the left, mm-hmm. uh, but I think it might resonate more with the left because it's warning that the subjugation of women is not all that far in our history and not no. too far no. away in our future if we're not careful to protect women's rights and how dismissive we are of women and their rights right their health care is politicized uh, hmm. what they do what they wear sexual assault is politicized like it's a crime but yet we have these political debates about it um rape is somehow a pre-existing condition now like that's that just happened this week mm-hmm. and i and i when i see news yeah. like that i look at the show and i say you know, it seems like sci-fi, and it seems like it's something, <laughs> some fiction. Maybe it's not as fiction as as I like to believe it is. Like, yeah. you know, I was telling someone the other day, like, there, there's part of me as a kid growing up that really felt that people who got involved in politics were were our best and brightest, and they wanted to see the best in the world. But as I've gotten older, I realized that that's not the case. Like, people have, you know, it reminds me of that scene in Captain America: Civil War, where Captain America says, you know. As long as it's run, government's run by people, it's run by people with agendas. And that's just something yep. you can never really get away from. Mm-hmm. And Interesting. Whether you agree with someone's politics or not, um, I think people's agendas will constantly get in the way. Um, and we're seeing a lot of that now. We're seeing a lot of people. And, and we'll, we'll, like that picture yesterday of like that neo-Nazi dude at a rally with all these people with torches, right? Like. Like what 2017. Are we, what are we doing? Yeah. Well, whenever I see pictures like that, and even, even before you go, mm-hmm. I got into this big debate not too long ago with people because we were talking about. I was talking about why are we putting these people on television all the time? Like, <laughs> right? <laughs> what's the point? Mm-hmm. Like, what am I gonna say to Richard Spencer where he's gonna be like, you know what? I know I talked about completely eradicating the world of black people, but you made a good point. Maybe I'll change my view. <laughs> Right. I, I don't know if he ever has that that moment, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this idea, like, here's, here's, I don't mean to get too political, but here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. There are plenty of people of color with extreme ridiculous views. Mm-hmm. I see them on YouTube; they're ridiculous, yeah. right? But they're never on CNN. No one's like, right. "Hey, Doctor Umar, excuse me, Doctor, want to come right. on CNN and and, and talk about yeah. homophobia killing the black community and what that means?" Like, mm-hmm. no one's giving him a platform, right? But Richard Spencer can talk about killing millions of people and what's the best way to do it and we have to somehow under let's hear what he has to say about it and mm-hmm. maybe he has some good points no i don't <laughs> i don't i don't and i love w Camus bell but he has him on the show he's mm-hmm. a comedian yeah i don't want you as a comedian like doing a show where you're like you're, you're making you're making awkward. some points and he's like i don't we don't need you on television we we talk not only do we talk about world war ii in a certain light it's in our pop culture as one of the worst things that happened in this country. And we cheer on characters, real or fake, mm-hmm. beating up Nazis and getting them out of the planet. But yet somehow a real Nazi shows up and people <laughs> feel like 
it's okay no, to let, have let him, him speak. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. like, no. Yeah. But what, I think when you open the window for that, you end up with something like The Handmaid's Tale because you you allow people to say, well, maybe he kind of has a point. Well, women shouldn't work or, or, or write or have access to their money. We th- It sounds ridiculous, but there's some people who are like, well, why, why, do you, why do you think women shouldn't have access to their money? Well, mm. this little small scripture in the Bible says this. <laughs> yeah. Right. So... Yeah. yeah, and that happens in the show where the nun type characters yeah. are quoting the Bible, but they don't quite—they don't quote the whole thing. The scene where she the finishes meek, let's, it. Let's test John. Yeah. You had years of Catholic school. Ugh. The meek shall inherit the earth. Uh, when the oh, there's a second part to that that nobody. <laughs> second part to that. That's um, okay. And that's what she keeps leaving out. Yeah, mm-hmm. she leaves that, out yeah. the second part of it. Yeah, but that's per- but, but she uses it as sub- subjugation against yeah. them. Yeah, so there's plenty of scriptures you can take out and like use to subjugate people. It's right. not yeah. hard to do. Yeah. So with this show, I, you know, I think the best art reveals something about human nature, and right. what this one is doing is saying we are still scared animals at our base. You know, <laughs> yeah. as as evolved as we feel like we want to be, you know, some something happens and our lizard brain kicks in and we want to react. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. But it also happens like on the other side. As the series goes on, you see that there is a certain amount of humanity in uh, the wife yeah. of of um, the commander, uh, who uh, Elizabeth Moss. We haven't mentioned Elizabeth she's Moss. She's great. She's probably the one awesome. Awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's great. Uh, so you may remember her from Mad Men. Elizabeth Moss is great. Uh, which I knew she was a good actress on Mad Men, but this one, I mean, I Man. think she's really she knocking plays it on the, the title park. role. Yeah, right? that scene where she mm-hmm. breaks down in the back of the car, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. remembering her past. Like, yeah, that would be me. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so there is still humanity left in all these characters. Oh, that is good. <laughs> and they show that because, um, I don't know, Tim, what do you think? The commander and the wife, right. are they also scared animals? I mean, are they still, are they scared of the eye and the government or are they part of the sons of Jacob or whoever the, the cult think, was that started it? I think they're scared. I think, you know, <clears throat> it is. It, Think about our civil rights movement, right? Which wasn't that long ago, right? There were people who fell in line because of the fear of persecution, yeah. fear of getting your house burned, fear of torches in your front lawn, fear of losing your job. Mm-hmm. Like, not everyone went, on, went along with the bus boycott. Yeah. yeah. Right? And we look back with Rosie Eyed and say, we all boycotted, right? But there were people who, who feared them, who, because real stuff was happening to people. It's not mm-hmm. like there were buses burned, there were kids killed. Well, and so you can, you can take imagine it back. that kind of persecution, and you've got a choice. Do I fall in line with the government says? Well, right. I know I'll be protected and I'll be safe. And even though it's horrid, I'm not going to because they're they're hanging people in public. Like yeah. that's the thing that's happening. Jeez. Or do I fight and and hope to survive? If I yeah. can't escape and get to Canada or anywhere else, I'm kind of stuck in a system where I have to fall in line. Well, and that, and that happened. I mean, again, going back even further. I mean, post Emancipation Proclamation, there were certain slaves who then had their freedom, who are like. I don't have a place to live. Right. Right. I don't have like, like I kind of liked where I was before. And so Did, that's, there, there's a, there's that line in this last episode where the woman hmm. is like, don't mess this up for me. She's like, what are you talking about? She was like, uh, yeah. Oh, you were probably quoting all this. Oh, you had a Norseman's car and all that stuff. She was like, look, man, I was, <laughs> I was having sex behind dumpsters for heroin. Like I have a place to live now. I get treated kind of nicely. Like, yeah. so this world for her is, a vast improvement <laughs> right. to how she was living, mm-hmm. which which you don't consider. Mm-hmm. Like I, I remember that show, the, that show, the leftovers. Uh, I, so I, I watched the first I couple, and then but, it, I, but yeah. I always wanted to see like were the people whose like spouse got raptured, and they were like, you know what, this is a better life for me. I kind of hated my wife, <laughs> sure, or I hated mm-hmm. my husband, or or mm-hmm. they were abusive. Mm-hmm. Right? There's gonna be people who are like, 
I know you guys think this is all bad, but I'm kind of cool with having sex with some dude a couple times a month <laughs> and having a place to eat and live yeah. and having a house. Like All the characters are in 3D. I mean, yeah. all of them are hmm. well thought out and they are whole characters. Yeah. They're not, nice. nobody is a cardboard cutout yeah. in this one. And even this episode five with, with, with our main character where she's, you, you realize that her husband was married when she met him. Hmm. And they have that that super cheaty conversation over coffee, and you're just like, ugh, right? <laughs> like I'm cheering for you, but you're not a good person she's right kind now. Of, yeah, she's flawed as well. You're yeah. you. That's a married man. And you were doing some beyond heavy flirting at coffee. Yeah, and you wanted him, you know, to leave his wife. Yeah. Hmm. The closest okay. thing to yeah. a true believer is Joseph Fiennes, the commander, but yeah. he has a certain amount of humanity in regards to Elizabeth Moss. We're not quite sure, not why, sure why at this point, uh, but. It could be the previous guys. handmaid they had. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But even something like the the, the smart mouth girl who got her her eye plucked out, she's completely on the other side now. Mm-hmm. But but you know, technically right. Mm-hmm. The way it's shot is so wonderful. It's stark, really. It's oh uh, my god. Yeah. There was that scene where where they they catch the woman with her lover and they put him in the back of the van and they drive to see her friend get hung, but it's all shot from inside the van. Yeah. So all mm. you see is the van doors open. You can see her reaction. You can see the woman. It's such a beautiful, even like the people hanging, not this beautiful see people hanging, but the way they shoot like these people that they hang in public and have to walk past it every day. Um, even that, Even that scene this last week where the girl gets in the car and starts driving yeah. just, just to drive. Mm-hmm. Um, so far, and it's a crime. Which she's, she's, well, it's a death sentence. She's probably gonna get. Yeah, she's, she's probably gonna die. Well, so so far, so they they ordered a ten episode run on Hulu. Oh, five episodes. So it got renewed for season two. It did already. Yeah. Okay. So you guys are five episodes in. Mm-hmm. So I mean, all I am hearing are good things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we will use the official rating system, even mm-hmm. though it seems like it is moot at this point. So with the five remaining episodes of this season, it looks like it already got renewed. Good, bad, or ugly, what you guys got? It's good. Like, it has to take a hard left for it to be bad. Because it's it's smart television yeah. in a way, and it, it touches on politics in a way that's not beating you over the head. It's just like, okay. here's some ideas of some things we've seen in our future or in our history, and maybe this is how it could have played out or how it, things can play out if a couple things fall in line this way. Hmm. And I think that's a beautiful way to tell a story without sort of like... This is the right way to live. This is the wrong right. way to live. And it's okay. not preachy. Not preachy. It's not preachy. You asked who is it for? Is it aimed right. at liberals? Yeah. No, no, it's not. It's okay. just they're telling the story and they're presenting the facts of the story. And we don't really even know the entire world they're living in. You just sort of get yeah. pieces of it. You get pieces of like, oh, that's happening? That's So there uh, might be something on the West Coast, some sort of movement or some other I mean, they have we- I mean, well, it's little stuff. Like, they have weapons up, so you're like, okay, they're still at war. There's, like, weapons and, like, sandbags, mm. so you know something's still happening. And, of course, there's a resistance there's that's resistance. been hinted at several times. And as you can tell, I haven't read the book either, yeah. but... Uh, so I don't know. Okay. But it, I'm... You are all in. I'm happy so to Tim, find out what's happening. Tim gives it a good, Steve. Absolutely a good. I mean, I'm, okay. I'm watching the rest of these episodes and see where it goes and i'm going to start watching these episodes uh (laughs) and uh samira wiley i think it is her best friend is awesome she's from orange is the new black Mm. do you think she's dead i don't know i don't think so i I think she died they bring her back and they because the way they the way these crazy people we don't want to spoil anything right (laughs) we could talk off air i I think we would have known if she yeah absolutely because there's no way they do that Hmm. yeah 
in in secrecy or in quiet. They don't yeah. do anything in quiet. I do like yeah. Samara Wiley. She is good. She's great. So, yeah. Okay. She's great. All right. So there you go. Yeah, Hand me the tale on Hulu right now. Uh, great. Yeah. I mean, I I was looking forward to watching it. I did not. Oh, you're gonna love it. Yeah. I did not. So I will fix that. You may not want to binge on it because it's gonna yeah. ruin your day. Yeah. Well, that was like, I, I watched three episodes <laughs> and was like, yo. Oh god. That was like Breaking I was Bad. Like, yo. What I, is going by on? By the time I had, watching... night, I had a nightmare, I was getting chased. Oh, wow. Sheesh. I I binged Breaking Bad and that was rough. So yeah, no, this is okay. way rougher. All right, I, I will, I will spread it out. It's so like, like, and listen, I'm someone who ingests horror films mm-hmm. all the time. I'm yeah. always watching a scary movie, and this was the most terrifying thing I think I've seen. Jeez. I'm not even. This isn't hyperbole. This was the most terrifying thing I think I've seen in a very long time because it felt wow. so Too real. real. It felt yeah. so real. Like, not even like oh, in the year 2075. It's not like Blade it's Runner. Like, no, it's in like two years. Yeah. Wow. In three years, we could be at this space because we we okay. we've seen how people act, yeah. And things move fast. Things so. can move, unfortunately, very quickly. All right. And, and like like Steve said, like they're happening, and people are assuming that it's going to change, and it just doesn't. Yeah. yeah. All right. So two very highly recommended goods for The Handmaid's Tale. Yes. Call your congressman. Call. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> it should be called Call Your Congressman. Yeah. Today. Season two, Handmaid's Tale. Call your congressman. Call, call <laughs> okay. Just show this. Be like, look, we can't let this happen. So for the mood to completely switch. Switching moods. We are going to play a game. Okay. This is a new game. And the game is called A-OK or D-O-A. Theme song. You got to get a theme song, man. Man, I got <laughs> I to get some theme songs. Remember, so, you got to get some sidebar music when you go off music. on uh, comic <laughs> tangents. Right. So right. this game is called AOK or DOA about the upcoming summer movies. Oh, okay, I'm with you. You're yeah. gonna list them off, and we're gonna give you a thumbs up or thumbs down. So we each have a couple of these movies. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, that we will say that we think are either going to be AOK mm-hmm. that are going to be critical and financial successes, and a couple DOAs which, as much hype as they have or will have, we think are just going to tank. So, I don't really care about box offices all that much, mm-hmm. uh, but I'll, I'll play your game. Yeah, yeah, you will. <laughs> like I don't really game. care I'll play if your it's, game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> play a little game, John. Uh, so as we were talking about <laughs> King Arthur earlier, would you like to play <laughs> King Arthur? Unfortunately, has to get the first DOA. Oh, it's d- definitely one seventy five. Yeah, and it, so for those of you who do not know the acronym, DOA stands for Dead on Arrival. So King Arthur opened on Friday. It is now Sunday. 14.8 million or 49 million <laughs> off of a 175 budget. <laughs> so it is going to be rough. So I will go first with one that comes out soon that is going to be a okay. I hope uh, Wonder Woman comes out June 2nd. Patty Jenkins is directing it. I think this is going to be, <laughs> I think this is going to be okay. I think this is going to be a critical success. I think even though Batman versus Superman. A lot of people did not like it, and it had a lot of problems. Wonder Woman so far looks really good. This is the first major release Wonder Woman movie. has a female director, Patty Jenkins, who is great. I think it's going to be okay. So my first A-OK goes to Wonder Woman coming out in a couple weeks. I also have this on my A-OK list just because it looks good, and I really hope it's good. 
-hmm. But if it's the same team behind it, if it's the same executives and the same production, I think people don't really change all that much, honestly. Mm -hmm. And I think they're going to keep making the same bad decisions over there at the old WB. Yeah. Yeah. And um, (laughs) uh, if they just try to tack on things that uh, Marvel is doing right Mm -hmm. into theirs, big mistake. It's not going to, it's just not going to feel right. They need to find the heart. And um, it's hard to tell from the trailers. (laughs) Uh, It's hard to tell from the trailers whether they actually have made a change and found something different. Tim is shaking his head. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like I said before, on these, there's a long, it's a long process to get there. And uh, unless they change tack at the very last minute, which is extremely hard for a movie like that and be successful, a.k.a. Uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah. Uh, Oscar winning. Yeah. <laughs> Suicide Squad. Oscar award winning Suicide Squad. There's oh, respect on that thing, man. man. Oscar award winner. Okay. Spec on the name. <laughs> High hopes. Looks good. Actress mm-hmm. looks good. Kid, kid. Yeah. Tim, is my that, first A-OK? Well, is that, do you think no. Wonder Woman is going to be A-OK or D-O-A? It'll be A-OK. Okay. What? I know. Okay. Nice. I think it'll be A-OK. You're I, shaking I, your head a lot. I, I think it won't reach its full potential. Okay. Right, it's a movie because you know coming off of Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, a lot of people walked out of there saying, "I really want." <laughs> what to the hell Wonder- just happened? I want to see Wonder Woman movie. Like I like mm-hmm. Gal Gadot was great. Yeah, Wonder Woman was one of the best parts, and they didn't really ride that wave. Um, yeah, the publicity it, for this has been getting it's been all over the place. Yeah, uh, they rough. sort of missed the mark a lot. So, I'm yeah. concerned. Okay, as a comic book aficionado, and yes. Tim, I don't know if you are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. What is the Wonder Woman-ness that they have to capture in order for you to be satisfied? What is it about her as a character that really needs to be nailed? Strong, independent woman. I was going to say, so far in the trailers, they have shown us those moments. Uh, They they strap with a love story. Like, she doesn't need a love story. Yeah, that bothers me. But what? But that strong, independent, like, this is the progeny of gods. She does not need a man. She does not need Chris Pine. And I did like in one of the trailers... Chris Pine says something, you know, to her, like, I'll protect her. And she was like, why? You know, and she was like, she knows who she is. She knows what she can do. But so you know me, yeah. So, this is which, granted, that that was in the She's a god. in the comics. She's uh, a goddess. So, like, to Beyonce me, doesn't want anything to do with a normal man. <laughs> what's her? She, does, she just yeah. would not. Yeah. Yeah. What's her kryptonite? Does, technically, does not really have one. Oh. Um, the fact that her plane is be, invisible. Yeah, probably. Is that in the movie? Come on. It nah, better not be in the movie. No. Nah. That's why so it's hard to do. The probably. thing with Wonder Woman, though, is she can be similar to Superman. She can be overpowered. Mm-hmm. So somebody like Ares, who is the main villain in this upcoming movie, he might Spoiler. be able to. Well, I mean, he's already in the <laughs> description. Like he can physically overpower as far as like strength or like just that. if Superman is getting beat up a lot, he can get overpowered. But as far as like one thing that is her weakness, technically she does not really have that unless it is some other Greek deity that has a weapon that it, it gets kind of complicated. But but no, what I'm looking for with this and what the Wonder Woman-ness that I need, I need her to have that agency and to have that spirit and to have that determination of like, I do not need anybody else. I can do this by myself. So, and so far, looks that way. I Hopefully, hope so. so that okay. was my that was my first a okay. Tim, what is your first a okay? Ah, uh, Baywatch. Seriously, I'm 100 percent serious. <laughs> wow, I'm not no joke. I think Baywatch is going to be a film that surprises people. It's rated R. Yep. 
I think it's gonna it's gonna be in the same breath as sort of uh, Twenty One Jump Street for sure. Oh, 100%. funny, funnier than people expect. Um, taking tropes from a TV show we once loved, sort of spinning it out out of control. Zac Efron is really good with comedy. I gotta admit, Zac Efron is legitimately funny. Legitimately funny. funny. He can I be was funny. So uh, The Rock can do whatever. The Rock is amazing. Uh, it's gonna be <laughs> stupid. It's not gonna take itself too seriously. There'll be some mm-hmm. funny cameos, some ridiculous jokes. I think they're saving some of the best stuff that's not in the trailers for the movie. I think it's going to surprise. I don't think it's going to be like, and I think The Rock has a way of selling films overseas. Man. So I think it's going to destroy overseas. Yeah. And Rated R will keep it out of some countries, but I True. think it will still sort of crush it. I want somebody to mention in the movie, in the context of the movie, something about slow motion. Like, they you do. Know, it's in one of the it's trailers. It's in one of the trailers. Oh, it is already? Why does it always yes. look like they're running in slow motion? Nice. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. They're going to do a lot of that in the film. Yeah. And what's her name? Uh, Which the, one? The villain. <laughs> Chopra, what's her name? The girl. Oh, Deepak Chopra, or not? uh, (laughs) Deepak Chopra's daughter. Uh, (laughs) Deepak Chopra is the villain. Uh, The girl from Alexander uh, Daddario. Priyanka. Priyanka. Priyanka Chopra. Priyanka Chopra. From uh, she's from that 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 Quantico show. Yeah, that that gorgeous. Yes, I like that she's a villain. I like that they turn her into like. A nice, strong female villain. Like, they're, that's what the 21 Jump Like Charlize Theron in Fast and the Fear. There you go. Right? But I think I think, I think think it's going to be fine. Okay. And See? people, again, before you go, oh. people are going to go in with very low expectations. I think that's... Like me. Yep. I, I think that's going to help tremendously. Yeah. <laughs> people are going to go in and be like, oh, this stupid movie, and not expect to laugh and, and, and have fun. So when that comes out... Soon. Uh, soon. We get to see... It comes out on May 25th. I think we yeah. see it a couple days before that, yes, so... Man. Yes, sir. Okay. Steve... <laughs> DOA Extreme Beach Volleyball. Ah, wait, is that actually coming out? I was like Dead or Alive. I was like, that was a shit. That was a movie. Another? Well, they made a yeah, three <laughs> DOA different video games. Yeah, no, I'm talking make... about Baywatch. It's not. I don't think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be cheap jokes. Yes. I think you guys are forgetting about Land of the Lost mm-hmm. and other mm. ones where they're trying to cash in on these old uh, licenses that people mm-hmm. know about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's just going to be. It's just going to lay on the screen. And uh, The Rock has a lot of char- charisma. Yeah. He yeah, is amazing. He's funny at times. I don't think there's a whole lot there depth-wise as far as um, or a lot of good acting chops. Uh, Zach Efron, I liked him in Neighbors. but uh, yeah. great. Yeah, I just think it's kind of uh, weak sauce. Yeah. That's, with, my, that's my impression. Okay. With Baywatch, I think unfortunately I, I have to give this an A-OK because I think that just with the star power behind it, it will make a ton of money will it be I funny i don't care about box yes office. well i think i think it will be funnier <laughs> like 21 jump street i had zero expectations going into it hilarious 22 jump street hilarious right unexpectedly hilarious this movie i think is going to be way funnier than anyone is giving it credit for yeah so i think it'll be i think we'll be okay but 21 jump street had the seth rogan team behind it right mm-hmm. but also channing tatum which a lot of people uh, were kind of crapping on him but like yeah Channing tatum is really funny he was really funny in those movies who so. am i forgetting super bad who did super bad uh judd apatow yeah it, it wasn't judd apatow behind 21 what jump street that? no anyway it doesn't matter don't yeah. look it up but oh, wow i'm gonna look it up anyway <laughs> just because you said that but uh, i don't think baywatch has that um kind of uh, intelligence behind it, but that's just my guess. Okay, I could be wrong. Uh, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller directed Twenty One Jump Street. All right, uh, the writers Michael Bacall and other people. Like I said, Judd Apatow integral to that movie. Right. Sure. Uh, okay. So my first DOA is going to be this summer's Bridesmaids, which is called Rough Night with Scarlett Johansson, oh. 
This looks Zoe terrible. Is she in that one? Godfather Two's in it. Yeah, she's in it. It just it looks so bad. But How do you not know what she's in. Wait, I'm, who's still, Zoe? I'm disappointed in you right now, <laughs> sir. Zoe. Zoe Kravitz. Oh, hashtag Hippie Bay. Um, yeah, she's in it. I just think I mean this movie. Kate McKinnon again. Kate McKinnon is funny. I really really like Kate McKinnon, but just in general, like Jillian Bell. This movie is just it has a bunch of star power. It is going to tank bad. So that is my that like is accidentally, they accidentally kill a stripper, something like it is. It is yeah. gonna be real terrible. Steve, what is the DOA for you? Uh, I don't have a lot. I don't have a big read on that one, honestly. I haven't seen any previews for it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think Kate McKinnon, uh, she's good. She's good. Uh, mm-hmm. But if they're trying to do the Hangover bridesmaids Pretty thing much. again, <laughs> uh, bad moms and yeah, those uh, kind of yep. things, it's like uh, you can only squeeze so much blood from that stone before it starts to become stayed. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I'm Same. with you. I don't know if they have a fun story to tell. If they had like a story they were telling that was pretty great, then <laughs> right? maybe. But it seems like a bunch of like crazy one-liners tossed together over some ridiculous plot, and mm-hmm. you know, you know the 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 different like oh the the really nerdy friend and the really yeah. out of control friend yeah. and the control freak and yeah. Sometimes they surprise me. I mean, horrible bosses. I think had some laugh moments in it, and yep. I like that they're doing R-rated comedies. True. Uh, Back to the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Okay, Tim, what you got? Uh, my my first DOA. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be Transformers. Shocker! <laughs> it, it I have. <laughs> oh wait, now you're you're thinking box office. You're not thinking is the movie gonna be good or not, right, John? It's going to make money in the box office. It, of course. It, yeah, it will make a ton of money. Seventy five percent of that's gonna be overseas. Totally agree. Yeah, I think domestically, this is gonna be DOA. I think internationally, pff, people beyond are just sick of it, maybe. Like, yeah. oh, we randomly have a fight in China. <laughs> right. Um, wow. No, it just, it seems, it's so uninteresting. It's just a bunch mm-hmm. of robots punching people. They showed a clip of, like, robots showing up at a castle to talk to Anthony Hopkins with Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> and it was so, like, I was like, I'm not interested in, and I'm someone who loves Transformers. Yeah. I had no interest in any of the, anything I saw on screen. I was like, this looks dumb. I remember yeah. being so annoyed after the last <laughs> movie. Yeah. I looked over my homeboy. I was like, for real? Like, yeah, it was, it was. I sat through this whole movie for for what? It was that was, that was real bad. It was real bad. Yeah. this is gonna be worse. Yeah, I think I think this will be a terrible movie. So in that sense, DOA. I think domestically, DOA, foreign. Unfortunately, it's gonna be a okay. It's gonna yeah, it's gonna yeah. make money. Steve, DOA. Yeah, DOA. Snatched, unfortunately. What? I'm afraid okay. so. Yeah. Okay. Amy Schumer, love her. I think she's a great yeah. comic. Goldie Hawn. Uh, I just listened to her memoir on audiobook. Mm. It was fascinating. Did she do it? Yeah. She nice. she wrote a memoir of somebody else? Well, look, it's like Steve, joke Steve Martin, I think, was the first one to actually do his own audiobook. Oh, I thought you were talking about her being a joke stealer. Everybody oh, yeah. steals from everybody. I mean, and there's the zeitgeist <laughs> thing where they think. Whatever. So anyway, <laughs> have you seen her show? Have you seen uh, Inside Amy Schumer? No, no, no. Okay, fan. it's good. It's good. But you think the movie is going to be DOA? Just yeah, not going to make any money. I, I just think I just don't like Goldie Hawn very much. I don't think it's, uh, it's people out. will connect with it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, in the previews, I didn't laugh. I mean, you, you, if you're going to put the best parts in the previews and then you don't laugh, <laughs> that's not. It doesn't really bode well for it. Um, I don't know if she's found her feet uh, in the movie world in the way she has in the TV world. Her sketches are hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, approaching Key and Peele, not quite Ooh. as good as Key and Peele, mm-hmm. but they're good. Okay. They're good. So as of now, so the movie just opened. So Snatch just opened. 
Cost $42 million, so low budget. It was a comedy. Right. They did not really need much. So far, domestically, seventeen point five. Okay, well, I mean, so but op- it's only been weekend. out for three yeah. days now. Opening so. weekend, so not twenty million for opening weekend. Not yeah. bad. That was half its budget. Mm-hmm. So okay. So you guys think DOA on that one? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think DOA. I, th- I think unfortunately, it just it is not going to really stand a chance. Um, my A OK, another one. It, like some of mine are just no brainers. Uh, July seventh, Spider Man Homecoming. Yeah. I think that movie is going to make a ton of money, and I think it is going to be a legitimately really good movie. Like so far the trailers have looked incredible. Tom Holland is Spider-Man. Uh-huh. A lot of people are like, he's too young, blah, blah. Like, Hey, guess what? Spider-Man for a long time was a high schooler. Yeah. This is the first time when we get somebody who is believable. Tobey Maguire looks 35 years old. Andrew Garfield looked younger, but still not believable. Mm. Tom Holland, he is Spider-Man. Like, mm-hmm. and he is a gym, former gymnast. Watch the behind the scenes clips or like follow him on Instagram like Tom Holland flipping around, like he can do it. Like that is his base. Mm-hmm. So I think that movie, ton of money and going to be really good. Right. I agree. So it was on my list too. I think it's going to be great. Uh, it's very New York feeling. You know, they, For sure. they got the Staten Island Ferry there in the mm-hmm. trailer. Uh, Michael Keaton is incredible yeah. in everything Super he's done recently. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It looks like New York. But yeah. uh, imagine that. It looks like Brooklyn. <laughs> Weird. My one uh, little gripe is that the vulture costume doesn't look great. It looks very generic, big wings, and they put a mask over his so, face so yeah. that they could easily CG it, I suppose. That, but I want to see Michael Keaton's face. Oh, it will happen. Some, that, that, just like Star-Lord. I think they're oh, going they to be always some, bring it apart. Yeah. yeah, because I think what is going to – the backstory behind this is he built that off of the Chitari tech from the first Avengers. Mm-hmm. And basically, he kind of has been picking these pieces from these major battles – and making this oh. armor. So it is going to have a lot of those elements. So I think I think just okay. like Star-Lord, they will come up with some sort of graphic or Robert Downey Jr. and Iron oh. Man where you will see that kind of split apart and you will see him. He built it from scraps? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. Well, he has, yeah, it he has looks genius, amazing. I mean, yeah. well, it looks like it's inventor. built from scraps. Oh, okay. So, and he has the Tinkerer also who's in this movie. Donald Glover is in this also. Yeah. Uh-huh. So. Huh. Yeah. Well, uh, I hope. I hope it looks good. I hope it doesn't look too generic. That's my hope. That's my concern with the vulture. Uh, A-OK. Tim. Um, War for the Planet of the Apes. Ooh. Yeah. The first two were great. Surprisingly great. Surprisingly really good. Um, So I'm expecting more with this third film. I'm excited to see what happens. Mm -hmm. Um, It's weird to to sort of care for a character like Caesar and watch these films. But he's easy to cheer for. And I'm cheering him taking on Woody Harrelson. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of other crazy people. So yeah, I'm up for it. I, and I think the humans lose. Not this mistaken. one, well, I, they have to, right? They kind of have to. Yeah, lose. I think yeah. they need one more. Wait, this is number three or four? This is number this is three. three. This is number three. I think something obviously cataclysmic is going to happen in this one. Oh yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, who knows? Yeah. I mean, they could keep making these. They all of them have been really good quality. When you go back and watch the first one, when Caesar is younger and kind of mm-hmm. jumping around graphics a little bit weak but still as an adult like when you see the orangutan in these trailers it blows my mind yeah so the Uh, graphics have continued to step up the storyline has stayed solid absolutely so yes i'm excited for that i'm I'm, that's one of my you know can't miss movies of the summer for sure i haven't seen a preview but i'm gonna see it because uh the last one just on the strength of the last ones for sure what is one of your a-okay the mummy i think it's gonna be good 
I think it's gonna be good. Yeah. I, I you're, think, you're making a face right now. Well, because because you hate Tom Cruise. No, that's that, that is the thing. Tom Cruise is one of the best action stars of our generation. One of. <laughs> one of the best Not action stars. The? He's the best. Man, I he's I, the best. I mean, he's pretty. He, amazing. he is pretty amazing. Yeah, and everything. Mission Impossible. Give it Edge to him. tomorrow. Edge of tomorrow. He's doing Edge some of, of the stunts. So he's got the charisma. He's hanging outside he's of planes. The, yeah. He's hanging outside of buildings and, and he's he, outrunning. He takes storms. this stuff seriously. Like, oh wait, you think he runs in this one? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he ran. He's going to every run. single movie. He's running. He's yeah. going to run and he's going to be on a motorcycle. Yeah, guaranteed. <laughs> well, he loves both of those. So yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. I, I agree. A okay. The mummy is going to make a ton of money, and it, it looks good. I think it is going to be an interesting take. I think what they're going to do. I think he might also be a mummy because you see him in one of the trailers, kind of die, and then you see him kind of die. Well, okay, he wakes up with a, then he wakes up in a body bag. <laughs> yeah, he's dead. So I think they're going to do something interesting. So he has with some that. connection with Lady Legs at some point. Oh, for sure. No, oh. she I think is going to try to influence him in the same way that she can influence her undead army. Um, a lot of this is reminiscent. We have talked about two different things. Uh, one of my favorite episodes of this podcast, episode twenty-eight. The horror villain showdown. Yeah. We talked about Alien and we talked about the mummy. Uh, so go go back and listen to that one. It was hilarious. Uh, the mummy mm-hmm. is played by, I forget Lady her name. Legs. Lady Legs. Lady Legs, from, Legs, yeah. <laughs> from what, though? I mean, what? Kingsman, Kingsman Secret Service. Kingsman Secret Service. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Lady Legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we started calling her that. She has a real name. Two years ago. Yeah. She's Lady Legs. Sophia Butella. Sophia Butella. That's her real name. Not sure why her iris is split into two. But we'll learn. Maybe we'll get an mm-hmm. idea, or maybe it's just a cool trick they decided to do and tack it on in there. But I think it's going to be a good popcorn movie, yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, Tom Cruise. Yeah, totally agree. Soldier on. Uh, to one of my AOK. Uh, this is from one of our favorite, and I say ours and Tim and I, our favorite studios, A twenty four horror movie called It Comes at Night. Yes, it's on this, my list. This is going to be an A twenty four movie like Green Room. Like Moonlight, like Ex Machina, that it will be good in its initial run, and then the more people start talking about it, this will stay in theaters a lot longer than people think. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm really looking forward to it. Comes at night. Tell it me is, about it. I don't know anything about it. Well, that is the thing that A24 does. So really the only well. thing in the trailer is like these people are at this house. They're in the middle of the woods. There's all these rules. But the two rules that Joel Edgerton says is like, we don't go out at night mm-hmm. and we don't open this door. It's like a big red door in this yep. room. And then at some point, somebody wakes up, the door is already open. open, and there's calamity ensues. The thing with yeah. A24, man, the thing about an independent studio like them, they take so many risks because they're like, we're funding all of this, yeah. we're producing all of these. Like The I, one thing I've yeah. always said about A24 is when these films come out, they're going to look like nothing else in the theater. For mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's the thing you're going to watch. Whether you love or hate the, the films, you're going to walk away being like, there's nothing else like it in cinema right now. So yeah. I expect it to be amazing. Yep. And this has Joel Edgerton. It has Carmen Jojo from yes. uh, the previous movie that we talked about. So that's, That can't be her real name. Yeah, it's Carmen Jojo. It's her real name. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. I was right. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. So that that is definitely one of mine. Uh and then, Steve, do you have another AOK or are you going to go DOA? DOA on this one. Dark Tower. I'm afraid. Oh, no. No, I don't. I just, nothing about it draws me in. Uh, I Did you read the books as a kid? As, no. Do you know anything I about know it? About I haven't them. read them. I haven't okay. read them. I did. But, I mean, they brought or in a, them. 
they brought in a child. I don't think that child was in the original books. Uh, Not as and heavy. he's meant to be our conduit into that mm-hmm. world, basically. In the mm-hmm. book, he dies and wakes up at a way station. But yeah. in mm-hmm. the show, he like walks through a door. I guess you can't kill a kid on screen, I guess. <laughs> Unless you're A24. You can do whatever you want with A24. Kill whoever you want. <laughs> yeah. I think the gunslinger is going to be one of these perfect heroes where he seems to be so – he seems to almost be psychic about where the bullets are going to be. And he moves and with sort heart. of a preter- preterational Gun, knowledge. Two words. Gun. Gun. Kata. <laughs> In this trailer, he just elbows on some gun kata. Sign he, me up. He angles with his heart. No. He Sign part, me up. It's part, of the gun, it's part of the gunslinger. I love it. <laughs> you want Indiana Jones. You want uh, 007 where things go wrong and they have to figure it out. That's much more compelling to me than the perfect, you know, I think almost things go psychic wrong in hero. a different way. Yeah. Okay. Why are you excited for it, Tim? I'm a fan. I think the two really good leads with yeah. McConaughey and Idris Elba. Mm-hmm. Um, Stephen King's wrote some really weird, interesting worlds. Yeah, and one, all world, of them are connected. All of them connected, and this world so, I think is connected enough to be. There's cool. a, a Pennywise uh, sign. Yeah, and there's like like a, a picture billboard. of the Overlook Hotel. Like it's there's a lot. So yeah. I think, I think the, the I think even if it's a mediocre film, I think those two leads could carry it. Mm-hmm. But I think it'll be some fun action to set up a cool story. Now I don't know if it's setting up for like a longer play for like. Three of these movies, or for just a standalone. Kind of depends if it does yeah. well. That'll I suppose, depend. Yeah, but for that'll sure. depend. But you know, like even in the creation of the film, right? If you're creating a standalone film that sort of can last on its own, that's fine. But if you're making a movie where you're trying to build this bridge to like a franchise, that sometimes that can sort of suck a little bit of the life out of the film. Mm-hmm. So I hope they're not doing that. But and the motivation is the Dark Tower unites our worlds, right. and someone's trying to destroy the Dark Tower to come over to, to our bring world. in the Crimson yeah. King. See, that's the thing yeah. that doesn't really excite me as well. It's like, ah, oh, we've seen that a million times. There's probably going to be a blue portal from the sky at the end. Yeah. And yeah. Blue, blue lights. There are definitely blue lights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Snore. Right. <laughs> okay. Tim, DOA. My DOA? <sighs> I don't want people to be mad at me. Ooh. Um... Take your time. <laughs> is, is this is going not to be... Wait, is the on-air light on? Yeah. Oh, no, it is not. Oh, man, we got to start over. Okay. <laughs> all right. The Welcome D- to the About to Read podcast. <laughs> My DOA is is All Eyes on Me, Tupac biopic. Oh, yeah. No, that, that, was, that I thought about that, too. I've seen yep. so many trailers for it, and i yet to see him speak. I think that That's actor, a red flag for me. Yeah. He I don't looks care if he looks like him. Mm-hmm. I, and, and, and I don't know. My concern with, with biopics, especially recent ones, is like there's so many people involved in Tupac's life that are still alive mm-hmm. that it's weird to do a film about it. You can't really be honest, sure. right? I couldn't be honest about a film about John. He's still alive. I'd have to be yeah. all these high points. I couldn't be like, you know, that one time he got drunk at a party and threw up on my shoes. Like, I couldn't tell that story. <laughs> I was trying to think. I was like, wait, did that? Nope. No, that it didn't happen. happen. <laughs> but, but you see what I'm saying yeah, as yeah. an example. So I think there's way too many people involved, especially in you know the mystery behind Tupac's death. And I think they're trying to cover man. too much ground. Like, yeah. man, just cover like a moment. Cover the Quad City shooting. Cover, mm-hmm. find a moment that you can cover. Don't try to like, like the like the Jagger movie. They try to cover too much. Yeah. Like, just cover a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think it's gonna fall flat. Um, the music will be great. For it'll sure. be some random person playing Biggie. It'll be someone else yeah. playing Puffy. Shug it'll Knight be all these. Gonna, yeah, it'll be these Shug figures Knight, that if we were know. Not locked up, you know, he would want to be in there. <laughs> yeah, right. There'll be all these figures that we know, these mm-hmm. bigger than life music stars who would sort of pop in mm-hmm. and, and and try to do it. So, Steve, um, Tupac was what you would call a hip hop rapper. <laughs> He's uh, a hip hop rapper. 
But I mean, but, I mean he, uh, he lives Steve, such I love a, you. The I look mean, on Steve's face when I just turned to him was just terror. And I was going to ask about anything related Pac, to Tupac. But Pac was such a compelling character for sure. Um, such a duality with how he lived his life and his messages. Mm-hmm. That I, I don't. A documentary is probably better suited than. A, and they already have done like two of them, three of them. of them. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's my deal. Yep. I think it's the, dead. Deal for sure. I, I think that you nailed it. The physical portrayals are going to be great, um, but it just yeah, I, I I just don't think you can do something better than a documentary. Take a two and a half hour documentary, yeah. do that. Mm-hmm. Why try to make it fictionalized? So yeah. weird. Uh, Steve, do you have a last DOA? To speak with me three, maybe. Oh no, maybe, kids, maybe. Kids mm. listen to podcasts are crying right now. Yeah. Kids love Despicable Me, but I don't know. I'm just burnt out on Steve Carell still. And <laughs> he listens to this. Do you not know that? Uh, I I think the what is it Sony or whoever makes it Illumination Studios. I think. Uh, yeah, they just can't really hold a candle to the power of Pixar. Uh, but but it doesn't matter i mean if it's enjoyable and people like it then that's fine i mean it doesn't have to go up to the level of pixar to be you're not eagerly trying to get to the theater to see this (laughs) no but i know kids love the minions i hate the minions they they got real annoying real quick yeah yeah they're not for me so i'm fine i'm not like eight well the good news and bad news about those types of things because normally i would threaten you with taking you to the screening of that but a lot of the kids in movies are on like Saturday morning. This probably won't be. Oh, that is true. This might so actually big, the big ones get the evening. Because that what do you? So Saturday mornings normally they do that with the screenings. Little this is little ten a.m. Inside baseball, yeah. And when Tim and I normally get the emails, it would be like you can bring one person and one person only. Do not ask. Bring other people. With these movies, normally it would be like bring five people because <laughs> uh, you know it's a family, family movie. It's yeah. not something that critics would. Yeah, okay. So I mean, there there will be critics there, but a lot more fans. Like Moana yeah. was an evening screening. Like, oh yeah, yeah. So it depends. I think I think this will probably be evening, but it might be. It'll, I, I, it'll I, I be might, ridiculous. I might skip it though. I'm sure it'll do well at the box office. Yeah, absolutely. And I think kids will like it. I'm personally not interested in that world. I just don't really connect with it. Yeah, don't know why. Uh, my last DOA is similar. The Emoji Movie. Oh, sure. On. I, I know. Forgot, I forgot that was Straw Man. Straw Man. Right. I know nothing about this movie, but I'm like, how? There's a poop emoji in the film. Of course there is. Come on, man. Of, like, it's a kid's film. It looks terrible. No. I just remembered I got to so. go see Lego Batman. I haven't seen Lego oh, Batman so yet. good. Okay. So good. Um, yeah, really enjoy that. So cool. Uh, I think that about wraps it up. We talked about a lot of stuff. We got super political for the first time on the About to Review podcast. Did we get political, guys? We did. Well, except we talked about, we went political when we talked about Moonlight, I think, because, duh. Um, well, the T word did not come up, did it? That's good. The uh, Trumple Stillskin? That's the one. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, I said his word. I said his, his name. name. That should not be said. <laughs> no, it didn't, it didn't come up. Yeah. No, not to get political. It's not really just him. It's the idea. Those, those yeah. ideas are dangerous. Absolutely, yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Well, just like Inception, the most dangerous weapon in the world is an idea. So you plant an idea in somebody's head of like, oh, yeah, this is kind of right. I can kind of see it. And it was like, oh, damn. It's funny. It reminds me. I, I, I finally watched I'm Not Your Negro. And, oh, yeah. And so it it's was all. Did, did you see, so no, it's on my conversations, list. Though. Right. So. There's one thing that, that Baldwin said was like some interviewer asked him like you know Negroes hatred for for whites in mm-hmm. the second sixties he was like well the American Negro has a right to be fearful <laughs> and hate and it sort of explains he says but like for a lot of whites their fear of the Negro is all in their head it's these built up ideas of like 
mm-hmm. what you think a person is, right? And it's reminded me so much of like people saying, people calling Michael Brown a thug, people saying that Trayvon right. Martin, yep. sh- what he should or shouldn't have done, right? It's it's these unarmed victims being told how they were still a threat, mm-hmm. right? It's that thing, right? And if you believe in these ideas, in these fears, then you can look at a situation where someone's selling loose cigarettes and gets choked out by the police and you say, well, maybe you shouldn't have sold loose cigarettes. Well, right. the penalty for that isn't death. But if you if you believe these people to be criminals and or or more prone to criminality, mm-hmm. Jeffrey Lawrence said that on CNN, and Mark Lamont Hill almost lost his mind. He's like, wait, wait, are you <laughs> saying that black people are prone to be criminals? He tried to like walk it back, uh, but uh, but he said it. But right. people believe these ideas, right? Or back to the Handmaid's Tale, right? If you believe that maybe women shouldn't have rights, right? There's a lot of that coming out from people when Hillary was running, right? Like. Oh, uh, you yeah. really want a woman behind that button? Well, you mean like yes. a lot of other first world countries that have yeah. amazing economies? Weird and universal healthcare, but Weird. people believe. But people believe these things, and yeah. you know, and they're, and they're built on ideas of fear mm-hmm. that build in their heads, and they they act upon them constantly, and that's that's the problem. Yeah, I think sure. this podcast is going to get flagged by the eyes. I know the eye, <laughs> right. the eye is going to flag us. I have no idea what that reference. I know I you'll get it. You'll get it in a few days. It's the paramilitary, basically. Yeah. 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 The eye. Cool. Uh, so on this action-packed political-type episode, uh, we talked about King Arthur, Legend of the Sword, which Tim gave a bad. Uh, I gave a bad. So bad. Um, unless you're looking at it, if you go into the movie thinking it is a Dungeons and Dragons movie, it will be fantastic. So I gotta switch people's brains about that. Alien Covenant that all three of us saw. All three gave a good. good. Uh, we each had our own problems with it. it uh, People it's worth are, seeing. It's pe- good. People are dumb in space. Just flat out. People make <laughs> dumb decisions right. in space. But yeah, we all three gave that a good. Uh, Handmaid's Tale. Got two very enthusiastic goods very from enthusiastic. these two. Yeah. Uh, and then we talked about some summer movies that we think are going to be A-OK or D-O-A. Uh, you can use that hashtag. Uh, hashtag A-OK or D-O-A <laughs> uh, if you want to. And somebody... Write up a scorecard of what we just did, DOA, yeah, and put remember. it up on the Wikipedia page for John. Yeah, oh, yeah, somebody start a Wikipedia page. Hey, Are you kidding uh, me? Ryan, Ryan, you can hear me, right? <laughs> Ryan File, <laughs> please do that. <laughs> yeah, I'll be interested to see how, how things perform. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So cool. So I have been joined by two amazing friends and collaborators, uh, Tim Hall, a.k.a. The People's Critic. Where can people find you and the work uh, that you do? They can find me at The People's Critic on Twitter. Uh, peoplescriticblog.com. And before before we sign off, I mm-hmm. want to say uh, today is Mother's Day. It um, is. Yeah. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. I unfortunately lost my mother a couple of days ago. You did. Uh, oh, to a battle. Yeah, she had been battling pancreatic cancer for a few years, um, for like two years. Uh, great woman. Loved her to death. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a crazy week. I almost didn't come today. I was having sort of like, I was I was kind of worried uh, about like, you. like a, yeah. a, a tough last 72 hours, man. But I really thought, you know, it would be best to come because she loved the fact that I did this kind of stuff and thought mm-hmm. it was cool and would, would brag about me constantly. Uh, awesome. But I want to tell a funny story. So yeah, when she do. was <laughs> when she was going through her sort of second round of chemo, she decided to use like I'm going to use some edibles and try to help with mine because she couldn't really eat. Mm-hmm. And so she's telling me the story. I was like, yo, how was your weekend? She's like, Tim. Man, I took some edibles this weekend. I was like, because she's like a church, like grew up in the church, very churchy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, you, you took some edibles. What are you talking about? Right. She's like, yeah. <laughs> she was like, you know, I was going to an event and I took one and I didn't feel anything. And I was like, I know where this is going. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, no. She said, I took a bunch more. And I was oh, like, no. no. <laughs> she was like, I was stuck. 
Like I couldn't move, <laughs> and I, I, I got really paranoid. Apparently, I asked some woman to help me that someone was following me. I was oh. like, "Yo!" I was in tears, laughing other than the funk. I just right. imagining like her high out of her mind all weekend because she just took a bunch of edible gummies, mm-hmm. and not knowing, mm. having education. So that it was Taste funny. yourself. <laughs> um, but you know, and and, and and you know, the world is crazy, man. Life is is crazy. I ended mm-hmm. up, you know, she had shown, had shown some improvement the other day, and. On, on Thursday when I got the call, well, I got the call, before I got the call, she passed away. I got a call that, you know, we thought she was improving. She's in the Midwest right now. And when I got the call that she wasn't doing well, she she was there. And they're like, you can talk to her. She can hear you. So I got I was able to talk to her, tell her I loved her, and just talk about some funny stories. So I was happy to have that moment, even mm-hmm. though I had no idea she was going to pass away within mm-hmm. a half hour after that conversation. But it was, you know, if you have a mom, call her, talk to her. Yep. Amen. Don't te- don't text her. Like I was thinking about all the times I've texted her and I should have called all these things. You look back like, man, I really should have talked to her more. I really should have spent. So you know, if you're listening and you have a mother who's in your life, please give her a call. Mm-hmm. Hang out when you can. Love them to death because uh, it's it's important. So I don't mean to be a downer, but no. Thanks for sharing that. To, Absolutely. To, to yeah. say, you yeah. know, luckily uh, my mom is actually coming to town tomorrow. Good for you. So with that was some of her students. So yeah, we get to go to lunch. And, Hang out. So. Yeah, yeah, take those opportunities. Take them. You know, be present yeah. in the lives of your loved ones. So for Definitely. sure. No, thank Definitely. you for that. Uh, and then do you have anything coming up for uh, for Sif? A bunch of Sif stuff. Yeah, yeah, I just watched this movie for Sif called Time Trap. Oh, I was going to watch that. I was going to get the link. Yeah, I watched Time Trap last night. Okay. Uh, yeah, so a bunch of Sif stuff coming up. I'm going to be gone, so I'm going to miss the middle of Sif. Right, right. Going, going I've got to go to her funeral, and then i got to go to Jacksonville and hang out with some other family. So I'm going to miss a bulk of Sif, but uh, there's some good stuff coming to Sif, so I'm mm-hmm. very excited. Nice. Cool. And then this guy named Steve, where can people find you and all of your adventures? On Twitter, at SteveBlog, on Instagram, at StandInside, mm-hmm. and my website, StandInsideMedia.com, where you can see all kinds of videos from my many adventures. And if I can just squeeze in one little thing to go for it as well, The Witness is a very good game that I'm playing right now. Mm. John, you would hate it because okay. it's a puzzle game without <laughs> any action. Penalty box. <laughs> puzzle games are fun. It's from the creator of Braid. Okay, beautiful. I did, I did like Braid. You're on a mist-like island. Okay, but it's uh, first-person view, going around, mm. solving the same type of puzzle, kind of a grid that you have to put a line through, Okay, but it changes in every area, and uh, it's brought me a lot of puzzle happiness. Nice. So, uh, I do have adventures, where are you, where are you going next? Oh, next gosh. one will be... Here we go. <laughs> I want to know. I like people's travel. Starting in Seattle on our new ship, the National Geographic Quest, mm-hmm. going up the coast of British Columbia, up nice. into Alaska. That's going to be in June and July. And <laughs> what? <laughs> wow, come on, man. Okay. British Columbia is beautiful. You, ha- you have to yeah, keep in mind... I mean, I have known Steve for almost 20 years. I remember when he got this job and he first started talking about all of his adventures. I have been hearing these stories for a long time. Real quick, what, what's been your favorite place in oh, the I world? Know, I know did, that. You, did you travel? Antarctica. Yep. Really? I yeah. It's the most uh, unusual cold. place. Yeah, uh, but we go there in their summer and okay. we go to the... <laughs> Was it well, 20 it degrees? Is, it is a desert. So, yeah, well, I mean, the part that we go to, true. yeah, it is. Wow. The Antarctic Peninsula points up towards South America. It's very mountainous, so it's not oh, wow. really a icy desert that we go to. It's more of a mountainous area. And when we go there, uh, the low is probably twenty-five, and the high is probably forty, forty-five. And oh. you're on a ship, so it can be windy, and that's what really gets you cold. Man. But it's usually not snowing. It actually doesn't snow much in Antarctica, believe it or not. 
just it's the cold. coldest, driest, windiest mm-hmm. place in the world. But uh, the part we go to is gorgeous. Penguins, seals, Do you whales. feel different when you're out there? Yeah, it's pristine. I mean, there's no planes going overhead. There's no sounds except nature, and there's really no sign of humans besides well, the people that you're with. Total population no lights, no. of Antarctica, like of the continent, right. which is one of the largest continents on the world, mm-hmm. or in the on the whatever in the world. It works. Total population is like seventy, and that is mm-hmm. researchers and scientists. So, and not all of them overwinter. Yeah. So you have this so, huge wow. piece of land yeah. that is almost untouched by civilization. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have well, any new stuff on your website? Like any new videos or just no? But okay. I'm <laughs> I'm updating my Instagram again with nice. some shots from my Los Angeles visit recently. So you gotta take John on one of these trips, dude. I tell me about it. <laughs> I've been trying to go for a while. It gets tough. We will talk about that off the air. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah. So cool. Well, thank you both for being here. As always, I have been your host, that guy named John, and you can listen to the podcast. Uh, or actually follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at about to review. You can listen to it on iTunes and Stitcher and stream it from the website aboutreview.com. If you have suggestions for some summer movies that you think are going to be A-OK or D-O-A, email those to the show aboutreview uh, at gmail.com. Want to take a second? I feel like I do not do this enough because I always rush through the ending. Thank you for listening to the About to Review podcast. Thanks, yeah. uh, I really appreciate it. Um, but yeah, so you can leave a review on iTunes at the beginning of the month. I decided I'm going to do it with the system at the beginning of each month. I will read the updated reviews right. on the different platforms. Okay. So, and maybe I will have a theme song. I was sent one theme song. Uh, so we will see if I have a theme song for the June reviews. All right. So, uh, thank you for listening. This has been the about to review podcast. I have been your host, that guy named John, Tim, this guy named Steve, and we will see you next time. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs> this has been an About to Review production. Thank you to Vexing Media, who provides audio editing services. They are a graphic design, website design, and digital media company. You can find them at their website, vexingmedia.com, or on Facebook and Twitter, at Vexing Media. <laughs> <laughs>